This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Mike check, Mike, Mike check, Mike check. All right, all right. Yep. We good, we good. Let's get this shit off right all now. All right. Any young nigga get money anymore? Tell Peter my mate. Talking about clothes, I'm motherfucking embarrassed you. Calling about some hoes, I'm motherfucking embarrassed you. Way too cold, I promise you need some therapy. Get the therapy. Get the therapy. Get the therapy. It's Chicago, nigga. Southside, we in this bitch. Eastside, crazy, blow that now. No end. Oh block. <laughs> Yo. Dearborn. Dearborn. Yeah, it's a Dearborn and an Oak Park. Yeah, it's Dearborn Street, Oak Park City. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking neighborhoods in Chicago. God damn, <laughs> nigga. Detroit, east side, west side, nigga. <laughs> Period. We'll, we'll talk it out from there. <laughs> hey, man, welcome back to episode 109. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy. Uh, well, welcome to episode 109 of This Week in Culture. Y'all know who it is. Your boy, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. one half of the culture. And I got my dog with me, Jay. What up? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, one half of everything. Um, what's popping, folks? Whoa, uh, another week, another dollar. This week we are back to review episode six of Showtime's The Shy. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, you know what it is. We want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who rock with us. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, Elijah McCain. Um, oh. Everybody, um, everybody, everybody who passed uh, during this movement, this moment that we have in mind. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Regis Philbin. 60 years in media. That's a long time, bro. It is. Like, he died over the weekend yesterday, in fact, uh, at 88. Um, natural causes. Wasn't nothing crazy. Wasn't COVID or nothing like that. He has literally been in this shit for 60 years. That means since you were 28, you've had... <laughs> <laughs> nigga, <laughs> imagine having your life together when you was 28. Hmm. Nigga. And for the rest of your life, you knew what you wanted to do, how you wanted to do it, and you were successful at it at 28. 60 years ago. 60 years ago. Which would put us in 1960? Fam. It's nuts. 1960, if you're 28 years old, you probably had a different relationship to black people in 1960. <laughs> <laughs> a 28-year-old white man in 1960 may have had a different relationship with black people. Hey, That's man. neither here nor there. Uh Shout out to uh, R.I.P. to uh, hey, R.I.P. Regis Philbin, man. Shout uh, out to uh, this is shout out to uh, you went from uh, hating niggas to that nigga. Hey, look, <laughs> shout out to all the ladies who listen to the podcast. 
uh, all sixty one percent of you. Hey, appreciate them stats. Uh, by the shout way, shout out to the men, the the all thirty two percent of y'all, fellas. What up? Uh, shout out to the four percent of the non binary folks out there. Hey, man, shout to the non binary people out here. You man. know what I'm saying? And and then and the three percent of y'all who was like not specified. Yeah, yeah, because they don't know yet. They, they not, don't know yet. They not sure. They yeah. don't want. They don't want to disclose. Yeah. So shout out to y'all though, for real. I, I remember a dog ass joke right in that moment, and I held it, and I ain't say a fucking word. And I'm proud of myself. I forget it was one of the episodes we was on here fooling, and I look at that shit. I'm like, you know what? Uh, these non-binary people probably not happy with me right now. <laughs> shit was probably 45. percent You fucked yeah. it up, nigga. Now we four percent. Yeah. So you know, shout out to the four percent. Don't man. cancel. Pardon my cancellation. The four percenters is necessary, yeah. dog. Oh man, we had a lot going on in the uh, in the culture this week, man. Uh, big shout out to the WNBA. Have you been seeing what they got? What they've been doing? I've never seen the WNBA. Hey before. man, they they down there. So apparently they're in the bubble too. I had no idea. Really? I did not know. That makes things interesting for they, the fellas in the bubble, right? Can they get over there though? Twenty five percent. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but they uh, they're they're playing, and if they're not in the bubble, pardon me, I didn't look this up, but they're in a <laughs> they're in a quiet little gym, just like the fellas have been doing. They uh, having a game. Then so is there a bubble? I don't. Th- I think it's like a proverbial bubble. I don't because think it's like I keep a- hearing about niggas leaving. Well, Lou Williams was at Magic City, dog. I but- heard. So what what happened with him? So. The the rumor is they didn't confirm, and he told a couple niggas on Twitter, leave it alone, don't worry about it. But the rumor is his pops passed, and Lou Will from Atlanta. Um, so they said he went back home, he got permission to leave. That's a fact. And then they said when he returned, he told everybody when he, because you know you got to come back, do your fever test and all that shit, make sure you good. And they asked him, you know, who were you around? What were you doing? And he was like, I went to Magic City. And they was like, wait, what? But he was like, everybody who know me, all my former teammates for the Hawks, like everybody who know me knows that's my favorite restaurant in Atlanta, which is valid. That's what we calling it now? It's valid. But they not stripping yet, though. Strip clubs is closed. They're open serving food, Magic City. Oh, really? So they, you can't even strip. Now that ain't to say it ain't no strippers in there when serving the food. When million dollar athletes come through and say, "Hey, I want to talk to uh, Mercedes," but so they said he went down there, he came back, he told them and the repass at Magic yeah. City. Hey, that nigga. But honestly, I've gone to Magic City when they used to have Make It Rain Mondays, and it was Jeezy and Gucci, and it cost a hundred dollars just to park in a parking lot. I would go just to pick up wings, and I would park like five blocks away and get wings and a bowl of chili. Nastiest combination of shit you can get at the strip club. Best so good. I ever had in my life was from Ace of Spades. That's what I'm saying. Miami. It's good food. It's really good food. I, Ace of Spades Miami food is different. I've though. never had no wings that taste yeah, like that before. Their food is different because they got I, this one little shrimp I, I pasta. Only had two wings, <laughs> and you was and it was that was eight years. <laughs> that was ago. it. And, <laughs> and you I, still remember? Yes. Thing is, put some pussy juice on the wings. I don't know what marinated. Put more. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever was on there, put more. But uh, uh, no, nah, man, the um. The New York Liberty and Seattle Storm WNBA teams, when the national anthem came on before they game, they just walked off the court. <laughs> they said, fuck y'all. Then they came back. They grabbed the mic, started talking about Breonna Taylor. Loved it. Then the uh, Chicago Sky and the Las Vegas Aces. I ain't know Vegas had a WNBA team. And Detroit don't have one no more. It's crazy. But the Aces and the Sky did a video tribute to Breonna Taylor and then had a moment of silence. Um Right before the game. Like, they wouldn't even go on the court till they did all that shit. And they had a dog-ass tribute, like, from when she was a little girl till I guess, right before she got killed. I did killed. see a lot of the um, NBA players. Wearing uh, the hoodies and shit? No. Every time they talked to them, they said. Oh, talking to Breonna Taylor shit. And whoever the prosecutor guy is. The black dude. Wayne Brady-looking nigga. 
Yeah. I don't know his name, but they yeah. kept saying his name over and over. Yeah. Saying, we want you to do the right thing. He was like, and every anytime you ask me, it's, it's going to be. That's what it is. I'm like, okay. I ain't, I ain't mad at it. Um, A lot of them were saying that's why they wanted to hoop, so they would get their platform. And I'm like, yeah, y'all niggas is pro athletes. Stop, you can get a mic and get on ESPN when you want to. But I can appreciate that if so, they're going to shut the mics in your face, say something of value. I don't think no one's ever getting arrested for um for Brianna. Yeah. Because in order to arrest them, they have to have broken the law. And you would have to get like there's so like how would you I don't with the no knock warrant like I don't situation. Though I'm one hundred percent against that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean again, they changed the law after she died. Yeah, like like how do you Which is just wild to say that this is, you know, now illegal to do because it's so fucking terrible. But like the person you did it for you can't really find grounds to make an arrest. Like I don't even if they got a like how do you how do you though I think that shit's fucked up. Yeah. Like how do yeah. you put somebody in jail for breaking up not breaking up? I don't know. I don't know. I it's don't know. weird, but they gotta figure Keep out a way to do it. Put pressure on Hey, them. and that's what I'm on, man. Put pressure on that black dude to bring charges. Cause again, they even fired the one out of the four officers, they fired one. And I'm like, the fact that y'all could find reason enough to fire a vet on your force, like clearly y'all know something was wrong here, but y'all trying to like Feed us little shit to make it say like we did something. Like I wish I had more information. Cause like I don't know what's real and what's not. Mm. Cause I don't know, man. Fuck all that shit. Fuck the niggas. Fuck man. them whole ass niggas. For, uh, Taylor. Facts. And uh, Ahmad Aubrey, dog. Um, prayers to Biz Marquis. He been in the hospital since I think they said Wednesday with diabetes related illnesses, but oh. they said it's like real, real. Man, like they got the dog like. It's it's bad. R.I.P. to Nassim Richardson, mm. uh, famed boxing trainer mm-hmm. uh, from, from, I mean, from Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, trained um, Bernard Hopkins, um, Shane Mosley. Yeah, um, I mean, you name it. Uh, he passed away this weekend. Uh, speaking of boxing and R.I.P. to Nassim, um, Tyson and Roy Jones. Can't wait. Sign me up. I can't wait. I'm also. Like trying to get Roy Jones a positive COVID test so we can get him out of this. <laughs> I don't want him to get in that ring. Like, <laughs> like he literally was like, "Oh, it's just an exhibition fight." I'm like, "Fam, I don't think Mike understands what exhibition means." Like, he don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> you think it means charity boxing match. Mike thinks it means okay, we just ain't sanctioned. Ivan, <laughs> fam, that's how he. But that ain't even like Tyson fault. That's how he swing. <laughs> like. I just, hey, Roy, one of my favorites of all time. I really want him to be safe. Roy Jones is definitely going to try to knock Mike Tyson out. That's going to be the weirdest thing to watch. Because Tyson's definitely going to duck it, and it's a left hook coming. And it's going to clean that nigga Roy Jones up. Roy Jones knows it's going to be a left hook coming. He got eight rounds to get away. That's going to be, yeah, yeah. We might got to put some money up on that since I can't bet anywhere. Oh, what else is going on in the world? Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm here. I'm just scared that Roy Jones is going to be there. How much would I pay? Yeah. Oh, I easily got 150 bucks for that pay-per-view. And that's an eight-rounder. And the fucking card, the undercard is Nate Robinson and white dude from is, YouTube. Is that real? Yeah, that's real. ESPN posted that. Dude be fighting. Logan Paul, yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan Paul, he even had some matches. He didn't have a couple <laughs> fights. Yeah. And I mean, he, dude, like he in shape. He looked like he do some athletic shit, man. So... But Nate ain't no little Nate a five eight nigga that was in the NBA that won the dunk contest twice. He a different type of athlete too, nigga. He yeah, just he's little a football fuck. player and was a star. You seen that nigga legs, man? Nigga calves, biggest shit. Pause though, just because you know we he ended that pretty, one episode. He got a terrible. pretty entertaining show on YouTube. 
Nate. Yeah. I've seen him post about it on like the gram. I'll see him tag it. I've never watched it's it. It's essentially like Cribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but he goes through um and like it's entertaining. And it's nice. an interview thing type thing, but uh it's 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 really entertaining. He being uh like like ESPN and like bass specific specific team comments asking for a job. I don't like that. I don't like seeing a nigga big. <laughs> He'd be like like if they if ESPN or Sports Center po- posts like a gaff, right, in an NBA game, somebody fucks up. That nigga Nate'll be like, Man, you know, I never I ain't lost the ball in a hundred years, nigga. I never let the ball get stole. Storm, holla at me. I'm like, nigga, the storm is WNBA. What's wrong with you, Nate? I don't like him begging in the fucking thing, dog. But salute to Nate. Go watch his YouTube show. Uh, what else we got going on, man? Did you know that According to the Raising a Family Index, which is a real thing, it's called RAFE, the U.S. ranked 34th out of 35 developed countries to raise a family in. We were second to last. The study was based on happiness, cost, health, education, and time. I don't really understand what time means in that, but happiness, education, health, and cost. Number one, I have no idea. The last one was Mexico. We were right above Mexico. I think that list some bullshit. Nah. I don't know if we 34th in real life, but that's where we rank. Man, see if you could bring that list up, dog. Rafe list. I wonder if I would if I would want to live in the number. Like it's that shit gonna be like uh Syria. Like what? <laughs> Nigga, we it gotta be better than, we gotta be better than Iran. Like, come on, man. Syria. There's some fucking countries that's so you mean comp, China? I should raise my child and chi- raise my family in China. Where the fuck is the raising? No, you should absolutely not raise your uh, family in North China. North Korea. Like, come on, fam. Like, I don't, I don't like this place all the time either, but I ain't moving nowhere else. So, uh, all right, raising a family index. I wonder where Canada at. I mean, that's that's feasible because that ain't but Canada minutes. feels like the place to be. Like every time we talk about Canada. All right, so. Why won't they just give you the whole list? Boy, Why they always give they you an article? Bullshitting. They like. just hit you with a whole article, and won't, I'm like, fam, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. Then you know they got an ad that'll pop up that'll take you to fucking fam. Uh, now I'm back on Valtrex X videos. Some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that Valtrex ad be a motherfucking. Don't it? That nigga said, "Now nah, I'm back on X videos." Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I'm one swipe away from X videos oh, at all times. Shit. Fam, they literally won't give me the list. <laughs> they won't. That shit, that's a bullshit list. That shit don't exist in real life. Fam, bro. what's really funny? I've seen that a bunch of times. All these shits are just about the U.S. And when you click them, it don't say nothing about nothing except, hey, but Mexico was last. Fam, this is marketing shit for, for the election. I got to, listen. All right. Here some, go. All right, go ahead. Hold up. No, no, no. I found the 10 best. Oh, but you got to scroll. You can't even go to it. Say what you were saying, brother. Uh Political Action Network something Detroit and stop fucking texting and calling me all fucking weekend. <laughs> all right. So the number one best country to raise a family in. What was your guess? Canada. Nope. Syria? <laughs> nope. Iceland. <laughs> Which I've heard is is kind of kind of 42 people in Iceland and 38 of them are tourists. Yeah. Uh, number two was Norway. Number three was Sweden. I've heard Sweden is lit. Finland was number four, and my Luxembourg cousin, was number five. My cousin stays in Finland. Uh, how, how they like it out there? She loves it. Awesome. Small. Damn. They like New York City apartment, tiny, small mm. living. Uh, damn. Even Germany, number seven. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> we let the Nazi country come back and, and get better than us. 
America. They should. They, they should. So they should give another one, and it's, and then put the qualifier for black people, and then all of, <laughs> all of them be tied for last place. Oh, uh, nigga, Atlanta, <laughs> black, winner. Black man living in Germany. I wonder how that works. Out. We gonna say Atlanta the best place on the country's list, nigga. <laughs> like Atlanta. That's H- it. Houston. Shit. <laughs> oh man, they love us. All right. So America's trash. Um, TikTok has now set aside a two hundred million dollar fund to start paying users. So I thought the niggas was owned by China or some shit. I thought we supposed to I thought we was gonna TikTok. lose it. I guess that was a hoax. That's not a real thing. Um I don't fucking know. So but it's real. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh they started a two hundred million dollar fund to support creators who are seeking an opportunity to foster a real livelihood through their TikTok content. So basically you got until whatever the date was to sign up for this shit, and then from there they're gonna go through your shit and basically decide if you get a piece of this two hundred million or not. I'll pass. I'm not even on TikTok, so I won't be getting on there to get part of this two hundred million. Plus, I don't really think my content on there would be that great because I don't, I don't go on video. I'm not finna dance for you niggas on video. I hate shit like this because all it takes is me to put up two hundred million dollars for me to now be the number one spot mm. for everybody to be vying everybody for somebody's money. Yeah. So you put yep. everybody put their content there. Yep. And now I make two hundred million dollars every month. Yeah. Off of this shit. Yeah. And I just want us, or I just want creatives themselves to stop running to the company because y'all got the content yeah you got a phone you got a video on the like we can post that shit anywhere and here's the thing they didn't specify how much of that 200 million you get how many people they're gonna accept so nigga you could literally get 20 dollars, and for 20 dollars, they now own your content i'm straight <laughs> that's that's what it is um you ever wonder like since technically Facebook uh, does all this shit, why do niggas keep making up new apps? Like Twitter, guys, video, pictures. Yeah. Like, like all these apps do the same thing, but yeah. we go to them for, for specific things. But yeah, like, but they, they all essentially give you the same thing. I don't, Twitter, been not just tweets. Facebook, been not connecting with your people from school. And Instagram, they stopped. Niggas, me and you might be the only niggas left who post like photographs on the gram, nigga. Because now it's all memes, all, all memes. videos, all Insta TV or whatever that shit is. Twitter got voice notes and shit now. It's, yeah, it's weird. My favorite social media app, um, social networking app is called iMessage mm. and um, Photos. Uh, because in the group photos joints, like it's a private, you got Fan. a personal Instagram. And the I, don't gifts. Got, I don't know if y'all use shared albums, but you can make comments and like and shit like yeah. that. Uh, so niggas don't be like. Be in a group thread, dropping a million pictures. Hey, yo, yeah. just put that shit in the group stream. Yeah, and then we'll comment on what the fuck we comment on. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, um, that's the best yeah. one I got. They, I message. My favorite social media ever was uh, AOL Instant Message. Um, Aunt Wood is a pimp. <laughs> then they took me down. Aunt Wood is a pimp. Eighty four came back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, that was my shit though, cause nigga, I ain't need all the. That's before texting became the thing and that's back when i might have just needed to say like yo you on campus yo you in the dorm yo you meet me in the calf and i got my point across and everybody had it and it was on my t-mobile sidekick as well so that was my favorite shit now it's trash did you see uh black planet must have heard the podcast they came back talking greasy talking about they working on the interface now they finna come back y'all want it y'all got it they tuned in to us they tuned in um we might need to hit them up I mean, we. I looked at it. Yeah, they work on that interface. Yeah, yeah, they need to. Um, but I'll also be Ant Wood as a pimp on there. 
Uh, I'm gonna change that though. Go that won't go over well. Go Jay Johnson three one three. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Black Planet though. Um, did you watch the DMX and Snoop Dogg? One hundred percent. Yeah. That. How how'd you feel about that? I know we mentioned it last week. Oh man, I had a couple people come up to the studio. Man, we had a, a fucking grand old time. Yeah. Um, it was my childhood. Yeah. You know all over saying? again. All over um, again. I had a great fucking time. It was a great fucking battle. Um, everybody who said DMX was gonna get washed, I would like to slap you in your face. Yeah. Um, I wasn't trying to tell everybody that DMX was gonna win. Yeah. But like, why did y'all thought he was getting yeah. washed? There was no chance of DMX getting washed if you know DMX. Um, it was a great battle. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the whole thing on a uh, shout out to Apple. That's what we more things y'all can't do if you don't have an iPhone um, or Apple TV. You can't watch versus battles in a clean setting anymore. Or even a, a new Samsung television yeah. that you can get Apple Music in the yeah. Apple thing, Apple yeah. there. So shout out to that too, because yeah. that's how we watched it in the studio. Yeah, man. No, that shit was great. Um, I took a look at it. I was really I what happened happened that I wanted to happen is that DMX came in there and he had the right songs and not just his like B side depressed. He still didn't shit, play twenty four hours a week. Which is nuts. Um it was a or couple off dogs. that. That's what I'm saying. I was glad he played Niggas and Started something though. Yeah. I, that actually would have made me Low mad at him. That's my favorite DMX song, even though it's a posse joint. It's my but, favorite Mace verse too. Oh my God. Um, Don't get Mace in the locks checking out man. And uh Mace was spit. Second dog. half of that battle? X won that second X half. X was like, yo. He got, if nothing else, that second half tied it back up. Yeah. Whatever you thought about Snoop first half, which I get, he came out crazy. Even though I had a whole debate on what's my name versus what's my name, nigga. DMX, what's my name is the better what's my name. Like, I get that your mom might know Snoop Dogg. I get it. Cool. Nigga. I don't know. I thought about that. Nah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, DMX, I what's DMX my name? The first, the first song. Uh, when you know Snoop came out with Deep Cover, yeah, and like the thought of it is cool, and when it, the song, but when that shit started playing, I was like, "All right." And yeah, when X came in. I thought he was. I thought he gaffed low key. Yeah, because he started rapping without music. I'm like, yeah. is he gonna do the whole song like that? And then them fucking drums. Yeah. Oh man, I gave uh, DMX round one. Fan, uh, like, where the thing battle. at? Real quick, I just want to play this right fast. Uh, here it go. Oh, it's on this side. Oh, all right. We're just going to play just a smidge of this. I'm not going to go too crazy. I just want to hear it. This is the fucking shit I be talking about. Yeah. Half rapping ass motherfuckers. You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game? That's all I wanted. I ain't want to give him too much, dog. When that shit comes in, bro, I was like, yo, Snoop dead, nigga. Snoop dead. And all respect to Snoop. That nigga was great. It's a um, good battle, man. That was a really enjoyable battle. I know I've said it a million times. I'm over the battles, but I did thoroughly enjoy that boy. I'll be honest, man. Uh, I've liked most of them. Mm. To be honest, I've liked most of them, especially yeah. when they um, updated like the audio. Yeah, yeah, and now that they've been doing, now they be in the same room and now shit. Now the last three with the Jaden Fab was on Apple, Alicia Keys uh, and uh, John yeah. Legend. This and then is this how one. I would prefer to watch it. Yeah, this is much better. They figured out the inter- interface. They got the deal from Apple Music. Like, hey, it, it looks phenomenal. It sounds even better. Dog. They said they had one point something billion impressions. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of niggas tuned in. Because this was like you said, this is a lot of our childhoods. This wasn't the young nigga. And they hit battle. beats one, and so that's worldwide. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that was major, man. And um, that playlist is available on both Apple and Tidal. That's the thing I like. Because Tidal was kind of killing the playlist shit when the versus joints first happened. Mm-hmm. Now Apple is getting their shit together. It ain't just a user-generated joint. It's the uploaded great copies of the shit. And yeah, it's fire, dog. Um, Yo, I don't even know why we didn't start with this. Why we was talking about Regis Philbin and shit, man. Pardon me. Rest in peace to Elvira Wayans. The matriarch of the Wayans family, dog. Oh, what? Passed last week on Marlon's birthday. I didn't know. Passed last week on his birthday. Marlon's the youngest of the... the How'd that go under the rug? It was kind of low. I randomly seen somebody repost it and just say, like, 2020 ain't shit. You know what niggas say about 2020. So uh, I randomly called it and had to screenshot it because it was like, all right, I did not know. But, yeah, man, the matriarch of the Wayans family, dog. The mother of legends, literally. That's the most, my opinion, and I've said this before, that's the most underrated family in the history of, like, everything. Like, fam, every one of your kids is, like, a part of this culture, for real, for real. You did it right. From your first, from Keenan to Marlon. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of shit, dog. And then your grandkids, like, they, yeah. uh, that's a big loss, man. She raised some amazing human beings, dog. So she passed, and rest in peace to her. All right, man, we had a couple couple joints that we needed to talk about. First was uh, something that we saw on Facebook yeah. that Jay sent me the other day. Mutual friend of ours posted this. She was talking about Supercent. Is that that lady's name? Nah, I just heard of her this week. Supercent. I don't, I don't know what Supercent does, but shout out to her. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say rest in peace, Jordan. <laughs> we've been rest in peace in every episode since March, so my bad, Supercent. Uh, but Supercent, whoever she is, she's apparently like a self-made millionaire out here. She getting to it. And uh, her fiancé, or husband, something like that, fiancé was caught online. Uh, he had been DMing with a young lady. And when I say young lady, I mean young lady. 17 or 18 years old. So anybody with a teen in their name, not good. But he's apparently like 32-ish, 32, 33. Have been DMing with this young girl. The screenshots of the DMs got caught. Um, fellas, stop saying wild shit because you're going to get screenshot. Ladies, stop screen shooting. And then ultimately, fellas, just don't cheat on your lady. <laughs> but uh, And black men don't cheat. Don't talk to girls on the internet if you got a girl. Also a bad, uh, not a good thing. Don't talk to girls on the internet. Why Why can't we? You remember when the internet was just like fun? Yeah. You remember that? Like, yeah, long that was time, a moment. Long, long time. Before ago. the internet could like ruin your life potentially, dog. So apparently his screenshots of his uh, DMs with old girl came out. Some screenshots of some text messages came out after he got the number, I guess. She does say a couple of times she was 17, 18. Oh, I ain't seen Yeah, one of the messages, she said it straight up, that she was like 18 years old or about to turn 18, something like that. And this was early on in the DMs. Like, this wasn't too far past the hello. And initially, Dog said, I'm engaged. Like, I can't talk to you. He ain't say you young. I can't talk to you. Nigga said, I'm engaged. I can't fuck with you. So who, who, who was talking to who? She hollered at him. The girl hit him. 
And then he kind of got in there because she had like complimented him at first. Then he got in there, was talking to her, but then he hit her with a nigga fell for the crumbs, man. And look, initially, literally, it was like crumbs up and keep it moving. Page one of the messages he had said, "Man, I got a fiance. I shouldn't be talking to you. Stick in there, black. Stay right there, bro. Stay there. Come on, bro. But he did not stay there. So like it's like on a video game, (laughs) yeah. Like when you uh building up your defenses. Uh, his his armor only could take one or two yeah. attacks before his armor He couldn't broke. keep doing that, dog. And that nigga shit broke down, <laughs> oh, dog. Shit. So uh, anyway, long story short, um, he got caught. The Supercent chick posted a tweet that said like, so I'm like, whoa, glad I saw that before we got married type shit. Like she the millionaire, he not. Okay. So I'm getting out of here before this nigga is going to get any dollar from me, nigga. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. He talking to teenagers. All right. So somebody me and Jay are mutually friends with posted on Facebook. Um... Okay, family, let's talk about this. Millionaire beauty entrepreneur. Okay, pardon me. She's a beauty entrepreneur. Shout out Supercent. Millionaire beauty entrepreneur Supercent fiance Lou got caught up in the DMs messaging. This nigga on a first name basis only now? Like, who is this nigga? Though? <laughs> nigga, only Lou I know is uh, Gossett Jr. and Williams. Like, nigga. We call Lou Will Lou Will. Like, Facts. Nigga, you don't get like one yeah, nigga, name. you ain't Lou. <laughs> Lou. Her fiance, Lou, got caught in the DMs messaging a teenage girl who just turned 18 and graduated from high school and works at Foot Locker. She said that in like four DMs because he was asking her like, yo, he was asking her nasty shit like, yo, you be getting naked in FaceTime and nigga. She was like, well, I work at Foot Locker. Uh, like she was trying to like let him get. Th- I'm allergic to bees. Like you ever seen my girl? My favorite color is. Yeah. He my, was like. My favorite movie from the old school <laughs> is. Uh, is Girls Trip. Acrimony. <laughs> like what? I grew up on that. So- <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Uh, well, I'm going to finish the question. Then we got uh, cans to crack. Uh, so she said, our friend said, my question, ladies, do you think it's better to find someone who is more successful than you or on the trajectory of success when dating? Fellas, can y'all really handle dating a successful woman and not feel threatened? We're not going to read any of the comments. We're just going to give our thoughts. But before we do that, y'all already know what it is when y'all hear that can crack. I mean, your man back. Uh, all right. So, so, so there was one comment because she did. She did leave her comment. Uh-huh. And she gave a little bit more information. Apparently, like he, she invested into his future. Uh, got him his business. Like she made him like make money and yeah. you know, put him on and all the other bullshit. Not bullshit, but you know, all the other shit niggas do. <clears throat> okay. So let's start with the first question. Yeah. Do you, ladies, do you think it's better to find someone who is more successful than you or on the trajectory of success when dating? Now, it's a question posed to women, and me and Jay don't have a woman on this pod. So, I'm finna get a real nigga response to that, man. What they got to do with the situation? So, my initial concern, before I even read this. Yeah. That's a valid question. That's a valid question. Sure, we can have that discussion. But my initial concern was that nowhere in there did it mention this 32-year-old nigga hollering at a girl who just graduated high school and just turned 18. She was 17 in the first message. She just turned 18 when the messages came out. That's my biggest concern, nigga. I don't know about you, but I'm concerned with the part of this that makes it like a year, depending on where she lived, from being illegal. <laughs> like, the part of this that makes this nasty so, as fuck. So, like, in real life... Seeing as um, I have been out of high school for 20 years this year. Yep. 
this could 100%. She's, I can be her father. Yeah. This could be a child yeah. of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's concerning. That's disgusting, dog. Um, if you're 30 anything, and this is male or female. It's not, I'm not. Jada. Um, yeah, Jada. But uh, no, even Jada, not this nasty. If you're 30 something and you're like engaging in a conversation who you know just told you they were any teen, 17, 18, 19. Any teen and you in your 30s, it's nasty, bro. It's nasty, dog. What's the youngest age you would date right now um, and not feel like you should go to jail? Um, a couple, I don't know. I dated a 25-year-old not too long ago. Well, I went on a couple dates. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yo, this not, this not my, this not my, this not my bag. And your speed. I feel yeah, it. When I first bag. moved back to Detroit, I think I went on a date with a girl that was like 28, 27, 28. And I was nigga 31 when I moved back. Um, but it was something about that 28 when she said it. Like she looked like she still wanted like cake and shit for that. I was like, bitch, you ain't been through nothing. <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't like you. And I uh, I was like, yo, I don't, go I, through life. Ain't shit sweet. This is a different, you know, I was like, yo, this 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 not really it. And then I'd be like, damn, did I make the right? Because I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah, to the gesture just Jay just made in the studio <laughs> and agrees, nigga. Uh, but I was like, nope, it's not, it's not, it's not my bag. The one I went on the date with, I went out with her twice, um, and it was that second time that I was like, yeah, we just don't really relate. Like you not, you ain't my 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 area of expertise. I don't know what to do with you for real. So, so. the answer to the yeah, yeah, yeah. So back answer to the question. To, so the answer to the question is technically half my age plus seven. Okay, is the longest the the youngest that I could you could, could you yeah. can consider, and that's however your men. Yeah, whatever your age is, half of that plus seven, you can never go underneath that. Yeah, that's just the rule. Uh, youngest girl I would date at this age is thirty two, because that's how old my girl is, <laughs> and we're also thirty two minutes into the pod, so nigga, eleven, eleven, that. Um, but uh, no, I'm um. I'm just not, yeah, it was just nasty from the rip. But let's get to the question. Do you think it's better to find someone who is more successful than you or on the trajectory of success when dating? Now, it was posed to ladies. So do you think women should find somebody on a at more successful than them or with potential to be? Hmm. Man, it's a, uh, this a, I don't know how. It's loaded. It's very loaded. It's so loaded, right? Because because if you want this to be a business transaction, then I'm gonna treat it as such. Then go ahead and, and um. Yeah. So I think this question, um, whether whether you guys know it or not, it um, it supports the whole male patriarchy thing. You know what I'm saying? And like, yo, you got to go look for somebody who's technically above you. Yeah. And they got to you. You yeah. got to be the one look. So like. On the flip side of that, like, why should a man date down? I when I read the comments in this uh, Facebook post, I literally thought of you before you uh, messaged me that you had commented in there because I was like, we've had this discussion before. Like, yo, women shouldn't date down, but men are like expected to. So if it's, if it's expected yeah. that the man does, yo, he's gonna make more and everything like that. It's mm-hmm. one way is that okay, cool. Then A, I'm I'm the A side and you're yeah. the B side. Um, I know that sounds wild, but if that's the that's we're gonna if that's how we're gonna play it, then that's yeah. how we're gonna play it. But then you also can't say, well, when I got you, when I got with you, I had all my hopes and dreams, whatever, yeah. and you didn't let me fulfill because you were moving ro- with your career. Well, you wouldn't pick somebody who was more off in the who was cre- better off than you. Yeah, yeah. 
if it's a then if it's the other option where it's like well let me find somebody that's on my same trajectory okay so now you loving him for somebody he may become yeah. and not who i am right now and then i the answer to that part ladies i'm gonna just throw this out there i know this p- question was posed to women but this ain't don't date niggas based on their potential period date niggas on who they are right now who they treat you i know niggas have potential but it's certain don't commit to a life with a nigga based on what he can become that's just i would tell any man or woman that like that's not smart if you don't like who they are right now who they might become nah i just say i mean how did this person make you feel like is this the person that completes me Mm -hmm. the other side of me like do we get along do i feel like i can grow in a relationship because like if we, if I literally start off the dating process yeah. strictly based on finances, fam, and stop. Um, I'm glad you said that, yo. I want people, men and women. I want y'all to stop thinking that the phrase or the Bible quote, biblical quote, equally yoked, has anything to do with your money, dog. <laughs> like it doesn't. And if you think that being equally yoked is financial, you are not gonna find that dude or that woman. It won't happen, dog. And I brought that up specifically because it was a comment right in there that said um, something about looking for a man that's equally yoked. And I was just like, I wanted to jump in there and debate with her, but I wasn't in the mood. Like, how do y'all handle trauma together? Man. Like, if there's an argument. If you pay for a it, conflict, nigga. A con- <laughs> you got to buy that trauma, nigga. Like, if there is a conflict, do y'all have share the same values there? Yeah. Uh, that's equally yoked. Like, how do you, what are your thoughts on raising children, your thoughts on education, your thoughts on religion, um, like your just core values? Yeah. That's equally low, yoked. Like, it ain't specifically strict. I, it can't only yeah. be money, because if it's only money, don't be mad when I slide into some young girl DM because I never loved you anyway, and you never loved me. So Corinthians says, do not be unequally yoked together. And it's yoked, not yoked. Y'all niggas be throwing a hella L, nigga. Ain't no eggs. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? He said, so that's we are talking about believers of God. Yeah. Believers of heaven and hell, God and the devil. You can't be. Um, can't buy that, bro. <laughs> like, ain't no. How much that costs, nigga? Like. How much a dollar cost, <laughs> nigga? It, nigga. Hey, revisiting that album is like an amazing experience right now. Like in today's climate, I had a ball with that fucking uh, Pimple Butterfly album. Dog. I thought about that song specifically Woo! last night. When Woo! I was uh, I was downtown. And yeah. I was walking down the street and there was a um, a person uh, sleeping on the street. Mm. And uh, I just kept thinking, like, dog. Uh, that song can't. How much? Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't ask for nothing or yeah. anything like that. They, it was just that shit bothered me, man. When you see that, because uh, I'll be downtown a lot. I work downtown. About to be living downtown. Um, when you see that type of shit in a city that's quote burgeoning and and growing and oh all this money that was coming to Detroit pre COVID, um, and and we were such a growing beautiful bountiful city, and then you see niggas see, sleep on the street. It, it what really bothered Man. me about it is uh was over like in that little Beacon Park area, mm-hmm. you know where Rusted Crow at, mm-hmm. and it's a wine spot out there. Yep, and it was a whole bunch of white folks out there drinking yeah. wine, everything on the patio, and like sixteen feet away, yeah, there's a black woman, yeah, an older woman. 
literally sleeping underneath that little in the, yeah. the and it 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 did something. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, yo, do I stop and give yeah. her, give her some money? And then, but then like, what is that? I don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't. It was just a. I was at the bar. Uh, this was during the winter, and sitting dead in front of this bar. I was in front of um, what's the spot in Corktown that makes the great drink? Sugar House. I'm in front of Sugar House. My favorite bar. By Love Sugar House. I'm in front of Sugar House, and it's packed. It's it's Christmas season, so everybody in there. Don't nobody got to work. And the line is out the door, even at Sugar House. It's thick in that mug. And it's a homeless dude sitting right in front of the door. Like, you have to step over him to get to the door. He don't have any shoes on. It's freezing. It's snow outside. He wearing socks. I go to my trunk. I grab some boots. I asked him, do you know what shoe size you wear? He said, I don't know. I said, you look like an 11. He said, that sounds familiar. Can we know what shoe size you wear. I didn't know what he knew, but I knew that nigga ain't had no boots or shoes on in the winter. I'm talking about dude. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but I just gave that nigga my yeah. 12 boots, and I said, yo, I hope you can fit these. Keep your feet warm, dog. Wish I had some dry socks from him or for him, but the people in that line, when I walked into the bar, because after I gave him the boots, I walked in, they looked at me like, you saw that person there? You just touched him? You just handed him something? You can, and I don't never. I don't have cash. I don't carry cash. So, so when it, a nigga say I give him the shoes off my feet, that was the literal. I give you the shoes out my trunk, bro. That was the literal representation of it. Yeah, at you like, and they looking at me nuts, dog. And that's just homelessness in America. Like blows my fucking mind. Like real life. Do you know if homeless people were able to qualify for unemployment during this window? No clue. I feel like. Well, no. They probably won because they, they have to. They oh have yeah, to, you would have had to have lost a job well, due to yeah. COVID. I want. I'm about to say, do they get their uh, refund? But they got to have an address. Got to have an address call. for the refund. Um, a check gonna be sent somewhere. Yeah. Like, where would you get the check from? They either need an address or a bank account yeah. to direct deposit. And like the stimulus package, you would need to have filed taxes in the last X amount of years. Damn. That's wild. Like all this money that just got given away, and it was like some people who could have like. Not that people who got it didn't need it, but it was some people who that would have changed their entire life. Even if we weren't getting pre six hundred dollars, gotta be tough, man. Yeah, be homeless during COVID. Man, I've always wondered like, it's gotta be tough to be homeless. Period. But to like, add a viral disease that niggas don't know how it transfers. So people who would normally come up to you and hand you change, I'm not even gonna approach you now, fam. They talking about at Kroger, they won't give you your change back. That you, the U.S. is change? people are still using cash, which bothers me. But well, you know, there's a there's a change shortage. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now pl- places so are they saying, not giving you your change, your your coin change. I think this is a crack of shit. This oh one hundred fam like the we whole just country, made how many trillions to give out fam? All, the country don't got no more change because like the stores didn't close fam. And then they blamed it on COVID. They didn't blame it on like, oh, niggas is using cards more now, like technology. Crack of shit. Oh, 100%. I ain't fall for that one. And you want to know where all the fucking change at? Uh, Us black folks got a couple uh, large Pepsi Cola bottles. Uh, (laughs) Some fish bowls. Uh, Them uh, them water jugs from work. Yeah, we got the change, nigga. (laughs) It's like the first nigga to grab the work water jug. Nigga, that's a whole 10 gallons of water. Nigga, my dad, you know, he he, uh, retired from the city of Detroit Water Department. Mm. So he used to um, bring these these big giant metal water meters. He drilled uh, a little coin slot in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? And from the bottom, you got to unscrew them. 
to get, get to, to it. it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what that was our change joints. Yeah. Or it's two little caps where you kids gotta keep yeah. shaking and Just get to it. Whatever come out, come out, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So ultimately though, um should, do you think women should date someone on their level more or more successful than them or on their way to? My official answer is women, you should date whoever you want to. Because you have that choice. My um, bars have been and will remain. Date whoever you like who likes you back. It shouldn't have none of I get that all oh, we're adults and now you got to talk about money. and that, Nigga, talk about your dating, motherfucker. Talk about money when clearly the money wasn't an issue till these texts or messages just came out. Like, he been fine financially or not. Depend- I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know who Supercent is. So that's my part, too. I just didn't. I didn't under. I didn't see the correlation initially. Now there could be. I don't yeah, know these yeah, people, so they definitely. Could it could be, be some shit we don't know. Um, but like, yo, this nigga gonna cheat or be sliding in some of his yeah. DMs, no matter what the relationship yeah, between her, him. Fam, I want to tell people that men who make more money cheat. Huh? NBA. Hey, fam, every sport known to man. This is what I. Uh, this is what I got to. I, I Except got, Sheldon Williams, because Candace Parker made more money than him. This is my question. Mm-hmm. And this is a really brass generalization, mm-hmm. but I hear it all the time mm-hmm. from women that say all men cheat. Mm. Like I hear that all the time, right? Yeah. So if you think in real life that all men cheat, okay, and this has been going on since the beginning of time, yep, ain't that natural then? If every single person do it, no, nah, it's because she make more money than him. I can't even say that with a straight face. That's where I'm getting like <laughs> I, if yeah. if that if that's the premise yeah. we're going into. If mm-hmm. every one of them do, it's like that you genetically pro predisposed to be a piece of shit person and mm-hmm. do all this spread or whatever, whatever. If we think that that is the case, I don't think that's the case yeah. because black men don't cheat. But I I hear people and I literally hear arguments like, no, yeah. all men do this. Then one, why do y'all get so upset? Uh, so upset if that is if that's how you truly think. Yeah. And two. It can't be about that then. Yeah. It has to be about them just being like the rest of their species and just cheating because yeah. that's what they was born to do. Whatever it's about, um, and I don't I don't I'm pertain being to know. with that yeah, whole argument. Absolutely. But again, whatever it's about, I don't think that it's about money. <laughs> like that's just he would have done whatever he was doing regardless of who the breadwinner was. Like that's not a niggas don't make less than a girl and be like, I should fucking young bitch. What? <laughs> That's never been a thing. I just want to throw that out there. So let's talk about the second part of that question, though, bro. Um, fellas, can y'all really handle dating a successful woman and not feel threatened? Uh, Fam, if I were single and a more successful woman was trying to get at me, threatened would be the last thing I am, dog. So there was another comment that says something about alluding to that she may have had some insecurities within herself yeah. to even date him in the first place. And I thought that was interesting. Well, it's interesting, interesting because, yeah, maybe she didn't want a nigga who was, quote, more successful than her. Maybe she wanted a nigga who she thought was, quote, low-key and, quote, did nobody know and not in the industry and all that other shit. That people, maybe she wanted a nigga who was kind of broke. I just want to know. Um, I just don't think the two things correlate. This is what I I hear this question a lot. Can men handle if they're woman being successful, nigga? We could both be successful. But what you're really saying is that's relative. Can you stand if your woman makes more money than you? Yep. I think y'all gotta relax on this a little bit. I more than think it. They have to relax because 
people really aren't I don't know a 99% of y'all have not made significantly more than your mate I'm not talking about your little oh you make $10,000 more than this person Fam, that's not a significant amount of money yeah now clearly we know $10,000 is a lot so to speak but like that's not no life changing altering money yeah. now if you a fucking millionaire and you make 80,000 a year this motherfucker make 4 million like that's a that's a different yeah. amount and yeah. all the arguments that I see online I'm like when did y'all niggas start making all this fucking money nah. like I, I don't think that y'all really this no don't impact none most of people it really don't and y'all just be acting like it do Cause just cause you make an extra twelve thousand dollars, nigga, y'all life is the same. Okay, yeah. extra six hundred dollars every two weeks, nigga. Nobody life changing Man. over your six hundred dollars. It's not that I don't think it's as big of as a deal that people make it seem online because in real life you've never dealt with that shit, but you have so many arguments as to why. Here's my thing. Um, it goes back to uh, something you alluded to a minute ago. If a man made more than the woman he was dating, which, again, sounds like what women want, right? They want to sort of be able to look up to that man personally, professionally, learn something from him, learn how to get a bag from him, all that shit wouldn't be saying in memes. So if the man made more, is he dating down like we said earlier, but also... Is she intimidated by dating this nigga? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, well, I would be an ass to even assume that a woman would be intimidated by dating a dude with more money. Remember that one video? It was like, if you don't make more than double the me, then you broke. Yeah. Like, so all men date down to date. Like, I don't get it. Because if I'm making double than you and I'm broke if I'm not. But if I am, can I now look at you and say, you broke? I don't want to date no brokey. You don't make as much as me. You so, a little brokey. I've definitely had situations where um I, I mentioned this um before, um but I have situations where you know I was dating somebody mm -hmm. and, um, or together with someone and then once it was over, um talking to a friend it was like you know what like I just didn't think that this was a match for you. Yeah. Um person wasn't not unattractive. wasn't, yeah. wasn't broke. wasn't no shit like that. But like I expect you to be with a different type of person or mm -hmm. different this or different that. Um, that's dating down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying when when allegedly, you know yeah. what I'm saying. But like, it can't just specifically be about the the financial portion. Yeah, like if I'm literally homeless on the street, that's different. But like, like it got to be something more. If I'm living my life and she's living her life and she's living her life a little bit more costly than I am financially, if you that even, don't make me like. I'm not looking at her and saying, nigga, this is hard for me to do, dog. She's so much more successful. If anything, I'm motivated, nigga. If the if at dating, before yeah. we even date, if the whole focus isn't on some intangible, it's literally on paperwork and stats, fam, it's not gonna work. Go on and ask me on the first date how much I make a year so we can get it out the way. And then I can know that we're not going out again. Like I've I can't if if I found out <laughs> yeah. that the person I'm dating is with me because I make X amount of dollars, yeah. it I'll be devastated. Yeah. My ego couldn't handle it. What makes people think that men aren't like impacted by just that? Like, dog, wow, like she's only dating me because I'm at this level of success, quote success. 
I'm then, at this level of finances. Like that's that's what made her decision to fuck with me. So then, what if? Because we talking about black folks. Yeah. So what if the black man figured that out, right? Yeah. And now he only makes with the white. And now he date white women who make mm. the same or more. Mm. And then the black women who usually trying to date up, <laughs> a look at him say. Why you don't want us? <laughs> it's crazy how Jay Johnson 313 be asking these questions. It's crazy how my nigga come off. I'm just fucking Hey, sick Jay got off like that. <laughs> I'm just thinking of some NBA No, shit. no, 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 no. I, I hear you. Because it's like the arguments become kind of hypocritical like, I feel, when you. I, feel, I would feel a certain way if yeah. the only reason that you're going to date me is because I'm in a certain yeah. financial bracket. And, and don't get it twisted just to make sure y'all don't cancel me and Jay. Um, we know there are white women who are literally groomed to go catch a rich athlete. 100%. Nigga. So it ain't just the sisters. We know that. But we only care about black women because fuck white women. But white women listeners, we love y'all. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many cancellations that you can Man, be dog. Now, it's crazy how sometimes we get a guest up here <laughs> and they be filling in for Ant. But, like, my whole thing is, like... Nigga, Ant genius. I get it. <laughs> I'm going to get that nigga in trouble one week. <laughs> like, I get it. It's not lost yeah. to me. You want to... You wanna, it want, like, yeah. we can't... I, I, you can't be in your full corporate bag and yeah. you in your hourly yeah, yeah, yeah. cashier bag. Like, it's not like, And here's the thing, dog. Um, or in your footlocker bag and she in, like, it's, that's a different level. So I, get I, it. I think people have also uh, maybe underappreciated what it takes and how much money a millionaire has. Anyone who's a millionaire, like this is not the norm. I know there are a lot more millionaires today than there ever was, but this is not normal. It's not common. Again, we live in Michigan where the median household income is 52 grand. And then specifically, we're from Detroit where it's 32 grand, nigga. So, or I'm sorry, median for the state, 54. Median for the city, 32. That's the median. That's the average, dog. So niggas got to stop acting like everybody they ever fucked with in Detroit was a millionaire because some don't add up. Some don't add up. You either. All right. Let me ask you another question. I saw this online, but it relates to to this angle of the conversation. What happened to I'm asking you the question exactly how I saw it on Facebook. What happened to fathers paying for weddings? The bride's father was supposed to pay for the wedding traditionally. Now, it seems like I literally just read it. So I remember it. Now, it seems like that's the only part of tradition women no longer care about. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the husband is paying for the wedding and the ring. So what was funny in the house? Here's what drew me to this question. So maybe I saw it. Maybe that's why men make more. Mm, so we can be able to afford this motherfucker. And I'm not trying to be facetious. No, no, no. That's actually a real comment. Like if not the, even on if, some. If the general consistency yeah. is that the man is going to be the head of the household, um, and pay for everything and everything. Yeah. Literally, what if that went into the white yeah. male patriarchy and was like, well, we paying them more because yeah. he going I don't. I don't know. I have no fucking clue, but I know that women's dads ain't paid for a lot of weddings. Not saying all of them, though. I know there's a few. I literally know a couple girls whose father paid for the wedding, but also know their father is in the 1%. Their dads are the niggas that we're talking about right now. So, um, but what drew me to the comment thread of this question on Facebook, a I'm young not, lady in there said, I'm going to be honest, my dad couldn't afford to pay for the wedding I want. Well, I'm not marrying you because you come from a poor family. Sorry. 
I'm not. If we gonna put we gonna put standards on yeah. before you a date a man, it's like that. Well, before I date a woman, I gotta know the stock that you come from. If your family poor, I'm not dating you because I'm not paying for this fucking wedding. It's like, no. Nigga, <laughs> and you know what? You talking about generational wealth and you ain't got nothing. Get your broke ass on, nigga. I hate when people say generational wealth, and I know that sounds stupid. No, but I hate it. I really hate it. Like niggas throw it off anything. Like nigga, yo. you ain't got enough money for this generation yet. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Niggas be like yo. <laughs> Just picked up some CMOS, hashtag generational wealth. Meet me at Belle Isle with it. It's like, nigga, you got that. It's 90 my, degrees. That shit melted. Just open up my LLC. <laughs> nigga, that was generational $32, wealth. nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Buy her an LLC. Oh, so what I'm going to do with the other $50, <laughs> nigga? <Motherfucker> said, <laughs> buy me the Birkin. Now I don't want the LLC, nigga. Like, don't buy me the uh, LLC and not the bag no more. That all right, man. So all that to say, yo. Niggas' finances is not why they cheat. I just want, or women's finances is not why dudes cheat. And if you think that the two correlate, maybe in some rare instances they is do. The, is the is the feeling that yo this person has her shit together so much on paper and I gotta fuck a broke only, bitch? The only reason that a nigga would cheat is is he's insecure. Not that. What if I don't even like this bitch like that? What no if more? that nigga's a pedophile and likes fucking teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that he was sliding in a 25 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. What if he just don't like his girl no more? <laughs> nigga, <laughs> like, what if the woman DM he slid in made more money than you, nigga? <laughs> what if she was just cold and like he really just wanted to have sex with her? Hey, like, man, I'm going to throw this shit out there. Um, Baby, I love you. <laughs> Mama, I love you. POP, hold it down. But no, I'm throwing this out there, uh, and it ain't even crazy. It's real life. Dog, sometimes niggas just fuck, and they be on some lead by they dick, not by they brain shit. Like, and it's as simple as that. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Sometimes niggas go nigga. Niggas be horny. Niggas want pussy. I saw a picture of dude. He ain't look like a nigga that was just out here getting all the hoes, nigga. Like, <laughs> pardon the hoes. <laughs> Never want to disrespect, but um, <laughs> pardon the hoes. <laughs> but look, it ain't it ain't seem like dog was just out here before he met her and was like going through like hundred thousand errors and then finally reached a million. It was and he looked like a regular ass nigga from the hood. I don't know how they got together. I didn't know she was a thing. I didn't. I don't know her. I'm not familiar. I don't buy women's beauty products, so I ain't know about her. But I'm like, uh. The nigga probably was just horny and somebody DM'd him and she was cold and he went with it. And then when she said she was 17, he, he perved it, it out. And that nigga said, hey, <laughs> man, I'm going to perv this shit out, nigga, and just roll with the punches. That nigga, nigga tried to tiger the situation. <laughs> but she ain't Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> tiger uh, Tiger tried. He tried his best to line it up. Tiger ran so you could walk. So, I don't know. So no, Travis not. could walk, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Travis winning was a part of an $800 million household for a minute, nigga. She hit a billion and they broke up. Ain't it funny how uh, Kylie was too young and then two years later, it's perfectly fine for her yeah. to be with Travis? Fam. Like, it's been too... Like I don't like, know how old y'all think Travis Scott is and Tiger <laughs> are, but it's not that far apart. I'm going to just throw that out there, nigga. Ain't it wild, though? Like, yeah. that's just fine. Oh, it's too late. Well, yeah. now she's 21. It was nasty. No, when, now she's 20. Yeah. So now it's... And, hey, I'm of the belief that a teen behind your age... And a TY do make a difference. I am of that belief, but whatever, dog. I, men don't cheat because you make more money. I just want to throw that. Let me make this clear so women can maybe understand the sentiment of what I'm saying. No woman has ever cheated because the nigga she was currently with made more money than her. 
You didn't say, I need some broke dick. <laughs> like And if you go into a situation hey. if you go into a situation looking for somebody who's in the financial class above you and you start that way, we can tell people can tell. Yeah. And I'm always gonna look at you like I'm the prize and that's why a nigga would cheat when he got a bunch of money yeah. and you never gonna like he don't look like no, he don't because you you just I don't know, super groupy. I don't know. Hey, man, I, I just want motherfuckers to not overcomplicate why men cheat. Like, we, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Men are not as complicated as women tend to make us. Very basic instructions. Like, we are very simple, dog. Y'all on PS5, we on NES. Fam. 8-bit, like, fam. 16-bit. <laughs> assemble like yourself, nigga. <laughs> you do not need a partner or nobody. Like, we good. All right, I just seen this on Facebook. I sent it to Jay, but I thought it was a cool little question. So, uh. Having a conversation with a female friend, she really likes this guy she's been dating for about four months. He wants a relationship. She does, too. But her concern is that although she wants a relationship with him, she also recognizes that she isn't necessarily, quote, excited about him as she's been about past relationships. What would you advise her? So she liked this dude. I read in the comments he kept repeating, like, yo, she actually told me she loves him. She's just not excited. Do she think he ugly? It's some about he might make less money than her. <laughs> 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 broke ass boy. <laughs> like what you mean? Like you been she you, not excited. She really likes the guy she been dating for four months and wants to be in a relationship. Maybe he do make a lot of money. And everything is good, but she does not attract it to him like that. Yeah, it could definitely be that. It's versions of that, right? It's, yo, he make all the money in the world. He nice. He treat her like a queen, but she think he kind of ugly. Or um, she think he overweight. Or he makes less money than her, but she like him because he hitting her off with the pipe right. But she I like, mean, damn, I can't commit to that. It's a lot of reasons it sound like not a, to It's commit. not marriage. It's only a relationship. Break up if it don't work out. Like, it's not the end of the world. Date. Go be in a relationship. Here's my thing. The question said, what would you advise her? I'm going to tell you what I would advise him. Nigga, y'all remember that movie Get Out? Leave this bitch alone. Go on here, bro. Fine, nigga. Uh, what the women be saying, nigga? Preserve your peace, bro. Protect your peace, nigga. You don't need whatever she offering, dog. Because if she question, if she's saying... I love you. I like you. I want to be in a relationship oh, with wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. He wants a relationship. She does too. But oh, she does. Oh, wants a relationship yeah. with him. Okay. Yeah. So if she's saying, Jay, think about this. If you said to a woman, "I love you. I really like you. I want to be in a relationship with you," but I ain't excited about you. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, what, what's the first word? What's she going to label you? Oh, toxic. The word of the fucking millennium, niggas. So leave her toxic ass alone, bro. Man, women crazy, dog. That's like wild. Like in real life, dog, it, it, y'all crazy. Yeah. Y'all really crazy. And, and here's my thing, dog. I've dated women who I was like really excited about at first. And then when I got to know them, was like, mm, nah, I just want to fuck. If sometimes I didn't even want to fuck no more, it was like all right, I'm off it. But I'm a, I'm gonna tell a quick story. Went on a date when I first moved back here. Was really I never this girl wouldn't even DM me back for like the longest. But I found out she had a nigga during that time. You know when they don't post it, you don't know. Yeah. Till it's his birthday, then it's like oh hey nigga. You meet a, you meet a, a fine girl who's single and got her all her shit together. Yeah. She got a boyfriend. She got a boyfriend. <laughs> He's just not on the gram. His birthday ain't passed yet. And when his birthday passed, now you got to go to the story. He ain't on the main page. Fuck out of here. So, look, I DM'd her the whole time she had a nigga. One time I shot the shot, and she threw me some energy back. 
And I was like, oh, shit. And then, it, like, within, like, five messages, she explained, wanted you to know I wasn't being dry or ignoring you. Like, I did have a boyfriend, so I didn't want to reply inappropriately. Just so I got a boyfriend. I was like, oh, you could have been told me that. I'm not the nigga who don't listen. Like, you tell me you got a nigga, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to come back when y'all inevitably, inevitably break up. But I'm going to leave you alone right now. So, anyway, asked her out um, after a few DMs was real geek because she nice. All that. Went on the first date with her. Had some drinks, ended up seeing a movie, went to the bar across the street, got some food, more drinks. End of the night, I realized that I could have had sex with her in the parking lot. Mm. I'm going to just throw that out there. Mm. Cold as she was, that was unattractive to me in that moment because that wasn't who I got excited about going out with. Mm. That type of, I'm not mad at her being sexually liberated. Live your life, nigga. I'm sorry, Gina. Toxic. I'm sorry. (laughs) My toxic level. I was finna throw a real name out there too, but it wasn't gonna be hers. Uh, I was finna throw you at somebody else. I'm like, yeah, no, you can pull that too. (laughs) Just say you got a podcast. She gonna be like, oh, word with mics. It's like what? (laughs) Like you're just faking interested to get to date. But uh, anyway, long story short, I wasn't geeked about her no more. So I get, because it was like, damn, I could have smashed like pretty easily. <laughs> this bitch said she not geeked and she's currently. <laughs> but I, like. I got like the nigga. She tr- nigga, in the comments, he wrote four times. She says she loves him and really wants to be with him. It's just something she don't feel excites she her. She really wants some other nigga. She not attracted to him or that. There we go. Wait, let's be now real. we cooking with grease. You know the person that you want to be with. The nigga it- who excites her ain't the nigga that likes her. Yeah. Woo, that's a bar. And then sometimes when that be the case, you're going to make sure that all niggas ain't shit. Yep. But it's really the nigga that you really want. And every yeah. all the other men are actually shit. And they could work out with your heart yeah. and your desires. Is with the fantasy person that who may or may not exist already. Yep. And that's why it's never gonna work out because you really want something else. You ever told a woman you weren't ready for a relationship? Yes. Have you ever shortly after in one of those situations the girl you actually liked said something to you and now you was ready for a relationship? Yes. <laughs> and that's that, ladies and gentlemen. That's the answer to that one, dog. Like it ain't about you. It's about who, nigga. Like, sorry. I wasn't ready until the other person I liked said that one. Uh, I'm ready. You're never ready till you're ready. And then you're ready. And you don't realize it till you need to be ready, dog. But when the niggas who I wasn't ready for asked me if I was ready, I, I was nah. never ready. Nah. And why you never ready? <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga, because you look Lonely. like me, woman. <laughs> Can't commit to me. <laughs> oh, man. So... My my response to him, get the fuck out of there. My response to her, stop pretending that he the dude you want to be with. Because you don't. Or, I mean, yeah, it, you got to get out of there. Yeah. Because Cause neither one of y'all really want what y'all going to get. Because if you don't be out, then I guess you're going to settle. Yeah. And even though if you settle with the right fucking choice, it shit ain't going to be. It ain't going to yeah. be right. Because you got the mystery man in the back of your head. Yeah. I want to say take the fucking stigma off settle, too. Like, I hate when people be like... Um, you can't settle down without the word settle. Like it's like, fam, no. Settle can sometimes mean sit your ass down and grow up, nigga. Stop I, playing I, games, I bro. That was an acronym. I, I, I immediately. Oh man, man. Oh, how to put it together, nigga? <laughs> I, I was thinking like, <laughs> I was like, oh nah, shit. See examples. Uh, titillate. <laughs> I ain't had shit for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. She don't need to settle for dog, and he don't need to work to be with somebody who will never feel the same way about him like man you ever been in a relationship and you you feel like you was trying the whole time mm-hmm. 
Like dog. My previous one, before the one I'm in right now. So I hate when um I don't know, hate's not the right word. No, I hate that shit. It's a certain it's a certain you know, they was like, yo, you can't stop doing what you did. To get the girl to have her blah blah blah, yeah. you still got a date her. While yeah, you yeah. Get the whole nine yards. At some point though, I got to be yours. Yeah, because there's a certain level of anxiety that you have when you are constantly att- attempting to secure something that never never gets secured. Fam, yeah. don't leave a nigga with that feeling forever. Why y'all in a relationship? Like, nah, fam. Yeah, I'm out. When I f- no can't do it. I'm yeah. I'm. I never want anybody to feel like they're settling or they're just putting up with or but as the nigga, I fam, it is so defeating to feel like the entire time you was with somebody, you was giving your all and you wasn't getting now granted, yeah, you're supposed to give your all, but damn, do y'all know how much a nigga all is? Like any person's all. Or all be a lot. It's exhausting. At some point, it just need to be established that like this is mine. Yeah. And it's not going nowhere. Yeah. That don't mean you not gonna like Damn, I'm going to get you some flowers. But damn, like you couldn't wait till next week when I get paid. I got to get them this week. That courting process yeah. is all fun while it's a courting process. But once that becomes the norm yeah. and it's like you ne- – it's like – But then you know what? Have you like ever been – It's like playing a game yeah. that the, there is a never lending ep- – like if there is not a, a level and where this shit is over with, I don't want to play this shit no more. Yeah. It has to be a payoff. Have you ever been in a relationship where you felt like you could predict it? Like you predict every day before it even happened. You knew y'all shit was so routine that you knew what was going to happen and when. Yeah. Fam, it was points in this one relationship I was in, dog, that literally felt like I could time when my phone was going to ring because she was that fucking accurate. Facts. Oh, I'll get off at four o'clock, uh, 403. I got a phone call. My nigga. My nigga. And that's something that will fucking. It turns to the point where every time your phone rings, you just fucking like. Until it's 403, your phone don't ring. Like, why this bitch ain't call me, dog? Dog, I, I, she better be dead. She better be dead. Uh, uh, not bitch in real life. Yeah, no, no, no. And I don't want to be dead. Like, I want to be alive. But she don't call me back. She dead, nigga. And we support uh, all women up here and don't support domestic violence. But I don't like those relationships either because you never want to be in something that's predictable, right? It gets stale. It gets boring. And then. That's when you find yourself in your late 30s, early 40s, and she fucking a pool boy, and he fucking the uh, the lady that come over and clean that he met on the gram. Nigga, like, that's what happens. Niggas get bored because it's just like, eh, our relationship, I know what it is. It's Red Lobster Biscuits. Nigga, I know what this is going to taste like. It's going to be good and buttery and garlicky as fuck, and these bitches going to be hot, and it's going to be lovely. But it's like, sometimes, nigga, you don't want a Red Lobster Biscuit. Sometimes you want Texas Toast. Um, side note, what's that? It unrelated, one hundred percent unrelated. Bet it up. Uh, shout out to Jenny. Uh, can y'all, Jenny, niggas, what up? Can y'all niggas stop saying rest easy? Man, I've never liked that. Like, stop it. I don't like rest easy. I don't like sleep in peace. I don't like get your rest, nigga. I'm not waking up. <laughs> like you, I gotta get my eternal. Like, come on, bro, calm down. I don't like rest easy. It's hard getting killed or dying from a from cancer or some shit. Like, that's not easy. It ain't fun. I'm like, fam, don't be cool when my loved one passed. Yeah. Like also that. <laughs> like, also that. You trying to come up with cool ways to say, nigga, stop. All right. Shout out to Jenny, because this is something I'm actually, we're gonna get into the shy in a minute. 
But I wanted to bring this up because I, I want to start like because coming to pod is like therapeutic for me. Yeah. It's a few things that are therapeutic. Potting and going to the movies are probably my top two and they not two. I want to start discussing shit I don't like because it be certain shit. And I, I seen this today's shit I don't like. I saw on the way here. Men and women, stop trying to get a dog ass selfie off in the name of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter or being black, or yo, just because the movement ain't, just because your timeline's back to normal, don't, fam, I saw a girl on the way here who posted a picture of her legs. She kind of thick. It's the back of her legs, so a little booty cheek in there as well. She laid out tanning, so she in a bikini on a little beach chair or whatever, and it said something like in the caption, naked on the next slide, swipe left before I take this down. On the swipe left, now that I have your attention, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. I'm so tired of seeing it, which makes me angry that I'm tired of seeing it because of how like it's not a meme. It's yeah. not a joke. It's really not like uh, there's a. it's not a time for you to get a selfie off. It's not a joke. It's not uh, facetious. It's not sarcasm like like it's a it's the it's a thing that's on the internet. Yeah, it, it don't got the same impact. I don't need to see a ass cheek because we watered it down, right? With selfies and with I am a black man, I am a black woman. You remember them when niggas was just getting a selfie off? Like, why are you looking sexy? Why is your eyebrow raised in the I am a black man post? Come on, bro, relax. Why your ass cheek in the arrest the cops who? No, put that on your on your wall. Put it in your story. I don't want to see your ass cheek and then arrest the cops who got at Breonna Taylor, dog. Like, come on, bro. Arrest the niggas who shot up all them motherfuckers last week in the city of Detroit. Like, Man, I, like, I, I don't, I don't. They, they don't relate, bro. Um, If I'm going to scream arrest the niggas who shot up Detroit, arrest the niggas who shot that funeral home in Chicago, it's not going to be a dog-ass selfie in front of the picture that I asked you to do that from. Like, that's just not the way in, bro. And it's, I feel like it's starting to, like you said, it's starting to negatively impact the movement. Uh, yeah. What um, you saying? Uh, <laughs> speak of the devil. <laughs> oh, I'm OIG. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, the 25. <laughs> 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 hey, man, and on that note, let's get into the shy, man. Let's talk about this episode. Um, Double tap down. <laughs> this nigga <laughs> man this nigga jason johnson 313 is wild nigga uh, all right man like we always do at this time man how'd you feel about the episode overall bro um i liked it all so here's how i felt i didn't hate it i definitely didn't love it it wasn't bad but it was some parts that were so stupid to me that i was like nigga what like me writing my notes is yeah. very if i read some of my notes word for word you'll understand exactly how i felt I'm pretty I'm, I'm, i got a really good idea what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah. Um, it, it was it was a couple of things but one was so like huh i i just didn't get it but overall it was a straight episode if i had to rank it i'd probably go six and a half or rate it rather um i get a shit two and a half cabrini's two and a half cabrini's from me uh, how maybe even a three I mean Cabrini. Matter of fact, let's do five Cabrinis. Okay. For the shy. So I'm gonna give it three Cabrinis. Side right. note, um, we was having a conversation last week. Mm -hmm. And since we were reviewing the shy, um, which is so Chicago centric, mm -hmm. uh, we was like, we should start playing some Chicago music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. This is why we played the music that, that Kanye right at there, the top. Yep. Shouting out all the neighborhoods in Chicago because 
We got love for Chicago. Facts. Facts. Shout out to all our listeners in Chicago. And man, Chicago, we really can't wait to get to y'all to come do a screening. It might not be candy, man, but it's going to be something, dog. So I got to get my ass out there. I love the shy. But overall, yeah, three Cabrinis for me on this episode. Um, On season three, shy, yeah. scale of one to ten, Ooh. I'm going to give it an eight. I'm not even mad at that. So y'all gotta listen to yeah. listen to the, the in the season three of the shy yeah. scale one to ten. I'll give this episode seven and a half to eight. Yeah, I I would definitely say it was the second best episode of the season for me. I put it behind whatever episode was before the blackout. Whatever that one was that we both gave like seven and a halves. I felt like that was the strongest one for me. Like that episode for me got four and a half Cabrini's. Yeah. This one I'm gonna give three. But uh. All right, man. So the episode starts off funny. Uh, one of the listeners, shout out to the homie Net. She hit me earlier and was like, "I right, just be real. Is this episode creepy like last week? Because I had nightmares about Keisha being kidnapped all damn week. A little creepy. Shit was creepy. And I told her, I was like, look, I'm going to be straight up with you. The Keisha parts is going to be creepy. That's just, it's no way around it. That nigga voice is creepy. The way he be talking to her and rubbing her shit. Fam, it's weird. And because we still don't know who he is. They starting to drag it a little bit. Like I said, I told my girl right when we watched it, I said, I, I'm I'm cool with all the Keisha shit so far. Now that we know she alive, whatever. I said, if they don't resolve it next week, episode seven, that means either she gets away or she dies. Something got to happen. But if they don't resolve this by next week, y'all will officially be dragging it. So since my grandma passed, I just got to make it up. Oh, he's 100. I'm telling y'all now, Keisha will not die. Because this is about to turn into Ronnie getting her back and saving her to be the hero his grandma remembered him as. Homeless man to the rescue. <laughs> Homeless man. <laughs> Homeless man. <laughs> and that's an early runner for the uh, episode name, nigga. Homeless man. <laughs> I, wish I, could, I wish there was a font that I could put a cape on and when I, so when it says nah. homeless man it got like a little cape on the font like, I just felt bad in that moment because I was like damn we just what, if, what if somebody homeless listen to this oh. shit <laughs> but oh. then I was like they got a phone Obama phone ah fuck but fuck it homeless man you are a contender number one on the homeless title don't list don't mean you on the street though that is a fact that is a fact might mean you live with your baby mom <laughs> <laughs> You may live with super sense. <laughs> <laughs> now that nigga really is homeless. Nah, he tried to go get up the eighteen year old. He hit up the eighteen year old. Like, where your pops from? Like, like where y'all stay? Tiger had a Lamborghini. <laughs> he, was, he was like, you get discounts at Full Locker. You trying to give me J's? I'm with the Lamborghini, nigga. I have no idea who them niggas is. She no, could be the bomb. No. No, super sense is great. Shout out to her. I don't know her from a can of paint, but apparently she's she, awesome. Apparently she. Uh, Recently single. Uh, <laughs> Shoot that shot, nigga. Uh, she definitely going to be dating down fucking with a nigga like me. Uh, <laughs> but on the intangibles, I'm Yo, up, baby. I'm up. Hey, new new, <laughs> new entry for an episode name. Super homeless man. <laughs> that might be it for me, dog. S-U-P-A. <laughs> oh, that's how I spelled it. Uh, yeah. Super homeless man. Um... Oh, shit. My dumb ass wrote super homelessness. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag America. Super, super homie man. I don't know. Oh, shit. All right. So um, the episode started off right uh, where we left off, I guess. Um, Not literally, but in the basement with Keisha and the kidnapper. We got to learn his name. Like, I'm not really. I don't like calling him the kidnapper, bro. <laughs> 
uh, hello, yeah, it's the kidnappers. <laughs> Fam, like, so it starts off with uh, Keisha and the kidnapper dude, and he talking disgusting. He's the nastiest old nigga on TV right now. And she's in the basement before he comes down there drawing a makeshift card for Kevin's birthday, which I guess he tells her what day it is or she got access to a calendar or some shit because she knows it's Kevin's birthday. She making this card. And uh, right when dog comes downstairs or before he comes down there, she flashes back to Kevin's last birthday. They in the diner. So apparently every uh, birthday he take her to the house of pancakes Wait, where you um when you think they shot this scene kevin looked like a kid in this scene a little bit but i wasn't sure if he looked like a kid or if he was reacting like a kid to that gift because he really like lit up his face looked, looked a little younger yeah his face looked smaller i could see it uh maybe the haircut was like slightly mm-hmm. different i don't know but i, I kind of see what you're saying but I, I did feel like he just lit up like a kid when she gave him that gift so it flashes back to his last birthday they eating pancakes. Apparently, this is the annual thing that they do on his birthday. She take him for pancakes. And she goes, yo, I got you a gift. Handed him a box. He opened it up. It was a photo album. And it was all these Polaroids that she collected from their dad house after he passed. Kevin's like, yo, where'd you get this from? This is amazing. He was like, you ain't have to give me nothing. She said, this is one of the first things that pissed me off. She said, I wanted to get you something to remember me by. And he was like, you going to college, you ain't dying, or some shit like that. And I was like, so if she was going to college on his last birthday, but then she came back and was going into her senior year, they should have said, like, yeah, it didn't, it don't, it it don't didn't make sense. sense. I felt like they could have easily written in him saying, like, yo, I'm going to the school on the other side of town. I'm not leaving. The house. Something like that. Because like th- you would be, you'd have been finished your freshman year already. Yeah, like, she's still in high school. So it was like, I, I didn't get the... I'm, I don't know. It was just weird. I didn't like the writing right there. But she gave him this thoughtful ass gift. All these pictures that they dad kept of him. He really loved it. And then it, it jumped back to present day. I'm assuming that the pancakes, that's like a Chicago thing. That's a, that's a Chicago staple. Yeah, it was wild because the mama made it for his birthday. Like a gigantic I mean, that stack. Store that oh, the pancake house or house pancakes. I guess I've never been there. I never heard of it. It could like be made a, up. I don't know. We call it, we call it O-Hop. That's yeah. not really O-Hop. But yeah. we, we say O-Hop. Yeah. It's it's Opo. Really, yeah. original pancake out or op but that's they spot they go there every year she gave him the thoughtful gift then we jump back to real time and keisha's in the basement crying dog if, if you told a nigga from out of town to uh meet me at ohop and and they looked up ohop on like <laughs> google or apple maps or some shit they never gonna make it there. no nah, they gotta go to their network that's when you jump on your socials and say hey my detroit people what's ohop so somebody could tell you, nigga. Like, yeah, nigga, go go drive down six miles. You'll never find it. Well, you might find it in Livonia. Yeah, but uh, you got to really drive. <laughs> they got a uh, O-Hop in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. A real one. Like, it, it was really, there when I lived there. It's really, Yeah, it's the same chain of this one. Oh. Yep, it's um same owners and all that shit. They just got an Atlanta location right in Midtown. I pulled up a couple times. The uh, Atlanta still be, like, hype about IHOP. Like, I feel like cities where it ain't an IHOP, like every because down there they have the waffle house so ihop is like oh better ihop's got actual pancakes <laughs> waffle house got like some cardboard shit with holes in it they want you to get a waffle they'll make their money off pancakes so um anyway we flash back to keisha in the basement she crying dog comes downstairs he like look i know you tried to get away last week but what's wrong 
why are you crying? I'm like, nigga, she drawing a birthday card for her brother. <laughs> nigga, like, clearly you know something, something ain't right with her, dog. <laughs> she wrote happy birthday, bro. <laughs> I didn't like the card. Uh, you know, if I were a card critic, nigga, that shit bro, gets half a Cabrini. Man, put my fucking name <laughs> And, like, I don't know, her cake was trash. Like, I didn't like her art. Like my parents just get mad when, uh, like, I get them a birthday card. And they be like, you ain't sign your name. I'm like, it's me. <laughs> I literally handed it to you. But I started putting, you know. What's funny, I used to, uh, I've been doing this since I was a little kid. And my parents' um, birthday or anniversary cards, I always write from your favorite son. I'm their only son. They don't, I'm their only begotten son. <laughs> like, they don't have another one. So, um, but dog comes downstairs on his creepy shit. And one thing we noticed right off the top, she's handcuffed now. Now she chained to the fucking pole downstairs and shit. Can't go nowhere. Because last week you tried to run off on the plug. <laughs> I had a plug joke right there, but I'm leaving it all alone because 18-year-old woman is chained in the basement. Off top, she dog. Work at Foot Locker. <laughs> she does not work at Foot Locker. Her old nigga used to, though. Shout out to Emmett. Um, Emmett is Lou. Lou is Emmett. <laughs> Fam, Tiffany's spending four racks on weed. Tiffany is super weed. <laughs> and there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Super weed. Oh man. <laughs> Early contender. <laughs> so um, real quick, dog, this whole Keisha kidnapping situation. Who do you think dog is going to turn out to be? No fucking clue. Cause like they said on Twitter, oh, he's the dad of the guy. Funny. He explained that that's not the case today. I mean, mm. in this episode mm. when he was explaining why he like why he kidnapped her you remind me of the girl yeah my like first crush so he told her that he was brushing her hair real nasty shit ugh, I'm like ugh. nigga said <laughs> she ended up fat and pregnant like that nigga threw fat Yo. in there like um, it was like contempt in his voice when he said that shit I'm like damn He's I wonder like if he'd be pregnant. on the gram no, he said like pregnant and fat like damn and then the nigga voice throw you off so much yeah I was like a, like damn Damn, nigga, like, that's that's she hurtful. Ended up fat and pregnant, ugly <laughs> And it was like, damn, nigga. But <laughs> you got an ex you look back on and be like, that's why you ended up fat and pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Ah, shit. <laughs> but no, the girl wasn't even an ex. He said it was his first crush, and when he got at her, she rejected him, and then she ended up fat and pregnant. I swear to God, I thought she about to say he ended up with a light skin, nigga. He said a football player because yeah. I, I I I swear I thought he I'm like yeah. oh, I, I'm, I was hoping he didn't but. yeah and he was like brushing Keisha hair and he was like you know why the fuck is Siri talking to me about football oh shit she heard football oh I thought Siri came back like a light skinned nigga <laughs> <laughs> like, but uh he was just being real creepy dog so while he brushing her hair oh and when he went down there he ain't even say a word to her he just snapped his fingers and told her to get on the flow that shit wow. Like when did you when did you go through that training process, bro? Probably when he handcuffed her, nigga. Like, all right, these are the instructions. Um, how long has she been there? I really need a timeline that would help. We know it's been over a week. We know that for sure. Shit, it got to be three weeks minimum. Uh, cause yeah, it's been technically three weeks of the show since they told us it had been seven days. So. We at least three weeks in. She been down there. He bathes her. He brushes her hair. He cuts her hair. It gets real nasty. But while he's brushing her hair, she's sitting in between his legs. He's telling her he got to get her pretty, all this shit. Somebody start banging on the door real aggressively. This was the second part of the episode that I got irritated. 
Fam, there's no way that Ronnie knew to go directly to this house from that Blackout episode. There's no way. We said it at the end of the episode last week, like, yo, it was kind of unrealistic that he heard a scream and just... But I'm like, even him hearing a scream during that, he look at that episode again, he looks around, he don't know what direction that scream was coming from. I think Kevin was at the house too. Back when they was handing out flyers or something? Remember when, when the lights was out and Kevin walked through, the nigga came, was like, yo, I stepped yeah, in the nigga I, neck or whatever. Nigga, I why thought, was that scene so aggressive? <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Because when, when Ronnie was up on his door, like I remember that door, and I was mm-hmm. like, was Kevin... Going into his now, house or some shit? I will say that. I do remember that door. And it was a fence there with a dog. Yep. Right? And the dog started barking and he dipped. When Ronnie was at that door, it was a fence over there because Ronnie fucking bucket. I mean, his, uh, his uh, little grocery cart or whatever yeah. was on the outside of the yeah. fence. Because yeah. there really wasn't no reason for that scene. Yeah. Because like they walked to the end of that, that, that street. They showed that door. I'm thinking like, is oh, are they home? Is he about to yeah. go? Because he was walking towards yeah. that way. That door definitely looked familiar. Because um, it's like, so I don't know where Ronnie was walking to, but if he heard something and by the time he went over there, the door was closed, he's like, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to come by this motherfucker tomorrow. And I mean, if we being honest, I wouldn't doubt that the door, uh, we've probably seen this house before because we saw a dude before it twice. We saw him in the first scene when they was handing flyers out, look for Keisha. Then we saw him throw change. In the uh, bucket. That's actually creepy as fuck when you think about it. Like, I don't know who been, like, working on the writing and directing, but whoever threw that in, whoever idea that was, salute to you. Because that nigga put money in the bucket and said, stay up, little man. Nigga! And you kidnapped my sister. And you just saw me steal on a nigga. Wow. You just got to know that when we find you, we still, I'm stealing on you. That's great. Like, when we realize, nigga says, stay up. Stay up, little man. Damn, you see me over here clearly like having a mental breakdown about my sister. I don't think he got nothing to do with the track Woo! coach. He might not. Like, I don't I don't think he's the dad of the track. Now, out, but why, he got something to do with track. Yeah, why he got so many track outfits and I'm like, is he the pre the former track coach before old dude was there? I don't fucking know, but dog got unis for days in the basement, nigga. So how do you get Never mind. What's that? How do you get this don't sound insensitive. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but like, how did she get kidnapped? Like, how did you end up in a car? Did he do have a gun? Like, how did you end up? He could have a- just grabbed her up. He a bigger dude, or at least taller dude. And Keisha's skinny as shit. We seen her half naked fucking Jacob Lattimore. Grabbed her up and put her in what? Threw in a trunk or some shit. Mm, maybe. Could have been like, because where that bus stop pulled up, maybe dog was like parked in front of the bus and was waiting on them. To throw her in the trunk. I don't fucking know. I don't know how he would have grabbed her. I would like to see that. Because you remember the bus was creeping. She was sitting there. The bus pulls up and stops. And she was she ain't gone. at the bus. So it was like, did he come like right before the bus? I don't fucking know. But he definitely, Keisha's a little girl. She's small. He could have grabbed her up, threw her in the trunk or something, threw her in the back seat. I don't fucking know. But either way, it's nasty. So he's sitting there. He's brushing her hair. Somebody knocked the door. Apparently, Ronnie know where every noise come from. Oh, my God. And I hated every bit of writing in this this particular scene on the porch. He knocked on the door. First, he knocked. Dog ignored him. Kind of looked upstairs, irritated, like, what the fuck at my door? Went back to brushing her hair. Second knock, Ronnie was really aggressive. So, nigga went and answered the door. And Ronnie was knocking a third time when he opened it up. So, it was like, all right, clearly this somebody who wants something, nigga. He opened the door. He like, how can I help you? Nigga, Ronnie like, uh. She should have came back with Dre. 
He definitely should have took Dre. Because they would have found her that day. Fam, Dre wouldn't have ever just only went upstairs to potential kidnapper. You don't think he got a basement? Let's get to this scene. So, he knocks on the door, opens it up, and he's like, yeah, how can I help you? Uh, I, I'm sorry to bother you. I know it's going to sound crazy, but uh, I think I heard a scream coming from this direction. And Dog kind of, I like Dog energy. Sorry for agreeing with the kidnapper, but he literally said, I mean, niggas scream every day, B. Niggas be out here fighting, screaming. Shooting. Man. Like, he was like, how long you lived in this neighborhood, my nigga? He's like, yeah, my wife said the same thing. Said yeah, over there. like, nigga, it be screaming. How long you been over here? It's nigga? Chicago, nigga. Like, it happens. So then Ronnie was like, all right, I got to be honest with you. I need to piss, and I don't got a pot to piss in. And that nigga said, fuck that got to do with me. He was like, no, nigga, look at my basket. I'm homeless. Like, <laughs> I really mean it. Ah, ah. <laughs> I got to pee. <laughs> Ronnie said, don't go. <laughs> like, let me piss. So he was like, can I use your bathroom? Dog was like, uh, I don't know about that, homeless man. Fam, you a fucking kidnapper, serial killer, raper guy. Why did you let a strange nigga Fam, in your house? I don't care what the person on the porch says in that moment. You're never coming in my house. Fam, I'm not a raper, killer, serial killer person. And you're never coming in never. my house. Nigga, I and telling me you're homeless won't make me feel bad enough to be like, Nigga, oh man Jehovah Witnesses Y'all can't come sit down Y'all niggas No When I was young This is Chicago right Chicago Southside Jay When I was young And I lived in the hood Shout out to A. Mile Myers um, My dad When he was in prison He used to send me gifts For Christmas Or my birthday And I don't know Who these white people were Never asked a question but it would be two white people, a man and a woman. They would come to the door. Each of them had a black plastic trash bag. And I would open the door with my mom's permission. And they would hand me bags full of gifts. It'd be all kinds of shit in there. Race cars, toys, wrestling men, maybe some clothes, socks. All kinds of shit would be in these two black plastic bags, trash bags. But I never fucking knew who these people were. I never let them in the house. I just, you know, receiving stolen goods and shit like that. Potentially. <laughs> but this was eight years of me seeing these same two white people come and me saying, yeah, just hand me the bag right here around the screen door. I'm never opening the door for you. And I know you have nothing but bags of goodies, my nigga. We don't open doors, dog. And that's me not be. That was me as a kid, not a kidnapper. You know, um, me and my brother almost got Well, somebody tried to kidnap me and my brother. Yeah. Um, my mom's best friend. At the time, well, we thought so. <laughs> um, right. And um, I remember this shit playing this day. Summertime, summer break, summer vacation. Yeah. She pulled up in front of the crib, opened the door, and said, Come on, y'all, get in. Your mom told me to come pick y'all up. Wow. And uh, my brother grabbed me, walked me to the front. I mean, we was in the front of the house. Yeah. He, Closed the front door, locked that motherfucker, and immediately went and called my mom. Mm. And she was like, no, close the door. Lock the door. Like, she literally tried to come. She and got brolic with y'all. She really tried to take us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Turns out she had 
she was like on some single white female shit. Like she like Damn. really wanted to replace my mom. We used to make comments like, "Mara, if anything ever happened to you, you know, I move in with with Dwayne and I'll just take care of the kid." Like you no, know, what you saying? won't, ma'am. <laughs> like my that's never used, been a thing. Mom used to like try to take it to our church. You probably seen the lady too, but not I think at Spring it. Hill. Yes, wow. Uh, try to have her, try to hook up her on dates with people at Spring Hill. Wow, she definitely was at the church for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but clearly she did. She had other motives. So wow, yeah. that's scary as fuck, dog. Like, so you want children, right? Yes, I want children as well. Do I know we don't have kids, as y'all know? <laughs> Do you have moments sometimes when you're thinking about potentially having a kid, like dog? The world's scary as shit, man. When you add a child into it, it's yeah. scary on its own. 100%. But when you add a child into it, dog, I get damn near fucking like defensive of a child that don't even exist. Like, dog, you better not touch my fucking son, boy. Cause you better not touch my fucking son, nigga. Like, yo, that shit is so. Shout out to all the parents out there that's raising their children in this world, dog. Parental paranoia, dog. Yo, and I have it. And I don't have a child, nigga. But I'm literally scared sometimes to bring a kid into this world. This world is fucked up, bro. I didn't always want children. Mm. When did that shift? Um, after 2012. Got you. Got you. Always wanted kids. Always wanted more than what I want now. Um, there was a time in my life where I literally used to believe that I wanted 10 children. Oh, yeah. You super fooling. Yeah. No, I was fooling up until about 30. <laughs> then I realized, one, that probably won't happen. You got to be super sent to a fool. Yeah. <laughs> 10 kids. Nigga. Super 56. I'm super ant. I'm out here doing better than my dad was at this age, but nigga, that's about all the money I got. And if you know how broke my dad was, nigga, it ain't a lot of money, dog. But, um, yeah, this is scary, dog. And Ronnie going in this fucking house, it was so unrealistic, but I also got scared for Ronnie for a minute. Ronnie might get his fucking hair cut. I said, Ronnie, you go up, he go in there, the dude say, my bathroom upstairs. Ronnie go upstairs, he look. Now, I thought dude was going to follow him up there. So this is this is my concern. Is she in the basement? I think. Or is it like a, it got to be connected to the house some way, somehow. But it did have two doors. Yeah, because like, we never seen her come out of a basement. We never seen anybody come down any stairs. We saw her go out one door that she kicked open. And then run up a little short step, little two step joint, and go out the side door. She went through them two doors. So, and the only reason I I bring this up is yeah. because when Ronnie was upstairs walking, she heard the creaks on the floor. It's so impossible. She heard the creaks, but he didn't hear the scream. She was screaming to the top of her lungs, and he thought he heard some because. Dude turned the television up. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of, but I, you heard. But then he things. also the tea kettle was going too. Yeah, that's we, what kind of threw it off. Yeah, but like, how did you hear the individuals squeaks on the floor? Yeah, from the from the basement. From the basement when he, he was the all the way upstairs, floor. third floor. Something like, did we ever see? We assume she's in a. Yeah, she has, she's in the basement because they got the glass block windows downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't understand how that was the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as she as he was walking up the steps. It seemed like she. It was her hearing the footsteps was weird, but I looked at it weird. Like, yo, you can hear the footsteps, but he can't hear these screams. That's why, because before he turned, he turned the TV up when she started screaming to drown that out. Yeah. So it was like, fam, you ain't. And then she went up to the vent. Like, he's just a smart girl. She went to the vent and started screaming. And I'm like, damn, nigga, if any vent in the house was gonna let you hear some screams, it's the bathroom vent. Like, 
And you can hear him. You can hear him. And Ronnie thought he heard him. But then when he went downstairs, T Kettle going TV loud. He was like, did you hear that? And the man was like, yeah, nah, bro, but appreciate you. I thought I heard something. Happens to me all the time. And then as soon as he said it, the tea kettle start whistling crazy. So it's like, all right, if you thought you heard a scream, that whistle probably. Ryan about to get hit in the head with that fucking. Uh, so when he was talking that shit, dog was grabbing a track trophy. Like I'm thinking like Ronnie about to bust into action. We about to, we about yeah, to, we we about to, to get, get Army Ronnie, nigga. You remember when Ronnie was in jail, that nigga was doing 100,000 pull-ups and shit. So all in all. If I'm dog and I didn't kidnap this girl and somebody comes over with information that they heard her or thought they heard her, somebody, I'm killing dog. Somebody came over yeah, who heard her scream the other yep. night because she actually did scream the other night. And then heard her scream while he was over. Yeah, now you got to get her. You got to move her. Ronnie got to fucking get killed in this scene. That's what I was. So I thought that, too. You got to move her. But then I thought, ultimately, no, you have to kill Ronnie. And drag his body downstairs and sit it next to her so she know this shit gets real, nigga. Thanks. Like, all that screaming and shit, this is where that's going to get niggas. Nah, I ain't going to front. Ronnie probably whoop his ass. Dude kind of skinny. Dude is very, like, slender, nigga. Yeah, yeah. And Ronnie homeless, nigga. That, that, he that I want a house man. strength is. Because if he play this, like, trig, move he can move in a dead nigga house. <laughs> yeah, oh, Fuck. <laughs> Definitely moving this nigga house. I had to bail myself because Trig moved right in the dead nigga house. No deed. Like, fuck it. We in here. All right. So then, what we get after that? Uh, Kidnapper Ronnie says the sound is strange. Keisha. Oh, Nina and Dre. They wrapping gifts. So it is Kevin's birthday. Nina and Dre in there. Dre like, yo, what'd you get him? Did you get him the uh the video game? Nina like, nah, he got him a little girlfriend. I bought him some cologne so he don't be stinking. You 14, nigga. You want the or 15. You want the cologne or the video game? Kevin probably wanted the cologne. He got a brand Kevin new a smooth nigga. He a smooth nigga too. Like he wise above his years. So they in there talking, and uh Kevin came out to leave out to go hang with the fam and the friends and all that. And Nina like, where you going? Like he was like, uh, to go hang with Pop and um, like, nigga, your sister missing, fam. You can't like, I, this is wild. So I me. was gonna ask about the end of the episode, but I guess it fits here. How the fuck do you imagine yourself celebrating a birthday if one of your kids is missing, but the other one ain't, and it's their birthday? I'm not in this mood. Like, respect to your birthday. I never. So, how do you let some of your one of your other kids go out to fucking? How house? the fuck does he keep being on his own though? Like, this ain't Kevin first time leaving since Keisha been missing. Kevin keep being in the streets, and she not at the crib bawling in the corner crying, dog. Fam, you going to school, you bring your ass the fuck here. Period. And if your friends want to kick it, no doubt. They got to come, come here. Come on here. They have to come here. I'm going to be around love and all that shit. You're going to school and home because you're younger than your missing sister. You're smaller, smaller than your missing sister. That's just not happening to me, dog. Like, Sorry. Again, I know I don't have kids, but this seems a bit unrealistic. But he come out the room. He like, yeah, I'm about to go kick it with the friends. Like, I get at y'all. And Dre was like, yo, but you got to. Or Nina was like, you got to come home later. Like, I want to cook dinner. He was like, come on, fam. Like, I'm trying to be my niggas. I'm trying to be my girl. Because that's what he wasn't saying. But she like, look, tell Jake and Papa they can come over for dinner, too. But like, come home, nigga. I want to celebrate your birthday with you. He like, all right. And then Dre to smooth it over and handed that nigga some money. Have you noticed every time she interact with that nigga, she get money? She trying to buy the love. Fuck she do for a living. Hmm. 
Maybe she's 63rd or maybe she's a wild boy. <laughs> she a wild boy. <laughs> Dre definitely a wild boy, dog. So then uh, Dre hand him a knot. She like, look, happy birthday, Kev. Have fun. Go hang with your friends. And she was like, just bring them over later, nigga. They kick it. Soon as he leave, Nina like, oh, I want to celebrate his birthday. Dre like, look, don't even worry about that. Me and Papa worked out a whole surprise party for this nigga today. Nina or Dre, when the fuck did you call Papa? Like, huh? And Papa be talking like he just known Dre his whole life and shit. It's weird. I don't want Dre to come down here. Like, nigga, who is Dre? She just got here. How you feel about Dre at this point in the season? I want to. Uh, every other episode, they go back and forth and like. Where you want something to be, all right, we're going to follow up next week. It mm-hmm. never, it's never there. Here's my Dre thoughts. For as much shit as I talked about her, I'm going to give her a piece of credit. Dre the only motherfucker who really seemed concerned with finding Keisha. For like four out of the six episodes, nigga. The only ones, this week, she ain't seem as concerned. She ain't even saying her name. And then last week, Dre and Nina went on here. But the other four, she seemed mad concerned about Keisha. So I'm going to give her them points. So then Kevin, he goes to, uh, or no, 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 Tiffany and Emmett. Let's talk about Tiffany and Emmett for a minute. So Emmett is newly out of work. My nigga does not work at Sonny's, and apparently him and Lala not cooking anywhere anymore because they don't got access to Sonny's kitchen. So I'm like, that was the plan from the rip. Y'all can't cook anywhere else and sell food. It got to be in the kitchen. Well, if that's the A case, commercial kitchen. There's no reason for Emmett to be there. None, because she's already doing that. Yeah, so... She Isn't cooking it? at home. Yeah. The whole draw was, oh, I get a big ass kitchen to cook with, cook in. More food, quicker. Yep. So he is now hanging out with Tiffany while she runs around and does her work selling weed. Apparently, she don't have a dealer. She just buys weed and sells it to motherfuckers. That shit is wild. Buys it from the dispensary and then takes it to the to the people. So she goes up in the shop while they waiting outside. She like, yo. This like my fucking it took me a while to get up in this bitch. So don't act stupid when we go in here. She like, look at the camera. Gotta identify yourself. Look at the camera. Security come open the door. They go in there. <sighs> How you feel about this scene? I don't like Emmett going around with her at work. I don't I just I didn't like it. And it's not on some misogynistic shit. I'm like, fam, again, what to our point last week, Emmett is regressing. Dog, you not where your hustle. Emmett has been a hustler from day one. And now it's like, nigga, you're not even looking for a job. You just leaning off uh, Super Tiff. I don't like it. I wasn't a fan. I hate the regression of Emmett. Like, what did his mom say about him losing his job? You don't think uh, she got something to say after they moved in supposedly for two months? Man, I get that. I do. I'm glad he was there this week, though. Cause she, yeah, he, oh, I don't know why security and old girl was like, why is she old over aggressive? Like she got buck as fuck. So they go up in the weed spot. Um, they looking at some shit. Emmett kind of bumbling over some weed at first, smelling it, trying to stay out of Tiffany way while she collect her her product. Then when she go to pay for it, cashier was like, "I right, that'll be four racks." First of all, no cashier on earth would ever say that. And if they do, I probably wouldn't be spending four racks at that establishment, nigga. That's unprofessional. But that'll be four racks. Tiffany gets ready to pay. Emmett jumps in like maybe he was with her because she walking around the streets of Chicago with getting four thousand dollars in her hand. Maybe, maybe he could have been playing security. This your girl, you know what she out here doing. Yeah. Now you finally have the chance to take care of her and make sure she hype. So she like yo, 
that'll be four racks. T- Emmett jumps in like, Whoa. wait, wait, wait. She paying such and such an ounce, two fifty an ounce for this. Like, why don't y'all give her a volume discount or some shit? And they was like, four thousand dollars is a lot of fucking money about. Yeah, for any for inventory, weed. like of I, weed, it's not unreasonable to ask for. Yeah, she's not selling uh, Dyson vacuums and couches. Yeah. Like, she's selling weed. Asking for a bulk discount on buying four thousand dollars worth of weed, I feel like that's something to at least discuss. If not, it's definitely not nothing to get into an argument about, though. What the fuck? What you? What? What you? Old girl was like, we don't do discounts. And Tiffany was like, Emma, chill. That nigga was like, dog, she's spending a lot of money with y'all. Like, can I speak to the manager? Can I speak to a manager? And old girl was like, nigga. What's up with him? What's up with dog? And she looked at security. Security come over there, yoke him up. He like, dog, I just want to talk to the manager. And then we see Hannibal. Hannibal, if y'all don't remember, is Brandon's cousin who came around a couple episodes, season one and two, who smoked weed, was really smart, had a great job, uh, fronted Brandon the money for the food truck. Mm-hmm. And also found the food truck in the damn junkyard and always talked about his love for weed and growing weed in his crib and wanting to have a fucking uh, a dispensary of his own one day. Chicago a little grow got, house. Chicago got free weed? Yeah. I mean, uh, free weed, but Yeah, like, yeah. They got dispensaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it just medical? I think it's recreational. Okay. I believe so. Chicago people uh, tap in if we wrong, but we also never going to mention it again. So they go... He see Hannibal, Hannibal like, yo, 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 chill. He look at security like, relax, LeBron. That shit was kind of funny. And he was like, damn, dog, what you doing here? He was like, you work here too? And they said, nah, I own this motherfucker. He did what he told Brandon he was going to do. Open his weed spot I like up. that. I like that scene, though. I like the business. I wasn't mad at this scene. I'm talking about that specifically. The way it was shot and shit? No, I'm saying because uh, Tiff thought Emmett was fooling and fucking something up. yeah, yeah. yeah. Till she realized, nigga, I know the owner in this motherfucker, and and, and then, everybody was like, oh yeah, shit, everybody backed up. Eminem Hannibal walked up, dapped up, little baby hug and shit. Like yo, this man. Brandon's cousin, and then you know they over there having a nice good time. And man. Shit. he took him to the back to smoke. Like yeah. yo, come back here and smoke for my personal, and we gonna relax and kick it. We gonna fuck whatever was going on up there. That ain't we finna kick it. Yeah, and he took him in the back and they smoked. And while they was back there. Emmett took a hit of some shit. Um, Tiffany didn't want to smoke at first. She was on the clock. She respecting it. But she took a little hit from the nigga Hannibal. And then Emmett, kind of high now, came back and said, look, nigga, I was thinking, dog. Like, why don't you give her a bulk discount? And Hannibal had a good point. Yo, I don't want to give discounts to my customers so they can become my competition. Valid. He's like, nigga, I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to make such and such. Yeah. And, and get more of your shit out there. Nigga did the numbers. Boom. And that nigga said, all right, got 15%. Deal. I can give her that discount, dog. And they had a deal. When they left, Tiffany was like, yo, nigga, why everything got to be a business meeting with you? First thing you should have said was thank you. Like, what the fuck? Thank you? You about to make a, a... girl? You about to make a... First off... Kidding. You not even buying wholesale. Like, you buying normal... You buying at the regular price, yeah. and then, what, you skimping a little bit and selling it out? Like, gotta be. Because like I don't know, I don't, uh, I don't know what she does or how she does it. But it sounds like that overhead is wild. If you spending four racks on weed to make five thousand from the dispensary, nigga, come on, dog. So if you now you about to make fifteen percent more in profit, like you're welcome. Come on, man. Or but, you, you, your overhead is going down by fifteen percent. Yeah, so, man, you got more. Like, come on, dog. That's a you can buy more supply. You can buy better tool. You can do so much more with that fifteen percent. And he was like, "Yo, I'm not hustling. 
this is business. Man. So when she got out in the streets and said, why you got to try to, and when, like, why you got to turn everything into a business meeting? I was mad that he said, I'm a hustler, baby. Yeah. No, nigga. You just told that nigga it, he wasn't hustling. It was business. She referred to it as business. And now you doing a play play. Yeah. I'm a hustler, baby. I'm a, no, nigga. Yeah. This is business. Let her take you seriously. And if you really want to keep doing this, because it's Emmett, he not finna go out and get Let a job. Let me be your manager. Now that was the wrong way to ask that. And like, I need a my manager to 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 for me to sell weed. Like what? I don't need a manager for me to sell dope. Like, I'm an attractive, light skinned yeah. girl with a think behind. Niggas will buy weed for me. Period. Niggas who don't smoke will buy weed for me. I'm like, buy back. <laughs> I'm like, what you say? Five ounce, two fifty. Here go six hundred. Uh, six hundred. Pardon me. Like, no, Tiffany can. I, <laughs> like old boy said, you know, whenever you need some good dick, <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> that nigga, that nigga still in this apartment holding his dick, looking at, <laughs> looking at the devil. Think like, this in case you need some She good better not come dick. back for this dick. I bet that door better not knock. <laughs> it's like, nigga, it's going to be Ronnie when he open it. Hey, <laughs> I heard some us screaming. <laughs> screaming, screaming about, about good dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So um then we see Kevin and Gemma go to the fucking skating rink, man. I immediately thought of Snowfall, nigga. Man, didn't you? Especially with Gemma with the fro. Yeah. So they at the skating rink, they having a ball, good time, skating backwards, tongue kissing, all that good shit. And it's like a moment, right? I'm like, all right, you kicking it with your girl for your birthday. It's love, like it felt good. Then she goes. Yo, would you mind if I invite some of my friends? Gemma, why are you doing that? This is my birthday. It's a and like me and you are hanging. I'm not with my niggas yet, so like, let's kick. You ever had to kick it before you get with your niggas? Like, you gotta go get your girl five minutes. Yeah, but like, I'd be pissed if I'm on some one on one shit for my birthday with my girl, and she invite her homegirls. Yeah, I'm not granted. These are 14-year-olds. Yeah. Oh, 13-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? See what? 13 in seventh grade? Yeah. Uh, Are they 13 or in high school? I thought they started oh, high school. Oh, they in ninth grade. Yeah, so they yeah, 14. 14. 14 minimum. He probably turning 15. Um, Yeah, don't invite your friends. When I'm not with my boy, like I could see if Kevin came to the skating rink with his niggas, and then she was like, hey, do you mind if I invite my homegirls? Like, I'm feeling kind of wild. But nigga, it's just me and you. Like, let's have this moment, and then Cruz can come by the house later. Or some Man, shit. kids be all over the fucking city without parents. That shit, wow. Am I tripping? No, fam. Again, if my because here's the thing we not seeing about Gemma. How your daddy, your rich daddy, who y'all keep telling me is rich every episode, feel about you hanging with this little South Side nigga on the South? You out where sixty what and what? <laughs> nah, nigga. What you mean the Dearborns? Oh, block. <laughs> Chief Keith, nigga? No, y'all niggas ain't fucking with Lil Reese and them. Like, what? But my daughter wouldn't be out there, and at the same time, my one child was missing. Her little brother wouldn't be out skating. And I know it's, again, it's your birthday, but nigga, safety purposes, like, we can go skating, we find your sister, bro. Like, sorry. So she like, can I bring my girls? He like, sure. So she texts her homegirls, pull up. So I'm like, damn, they wasn't even asking. You just really didn't want to be alone with me? Like word, and then he texts Jake. Did it, it didn't say Jake? Only reason I put that together when we, I rewatched I, I, it, I did too. You caught the little part. I I, I caught yeah. it that he was probably texting Jake and or Papa. Papa. Yeah, but when she texts, it said Ashley. 
Tiffany, or whatever mm-hmm. the two girls' name was, his shit just said his name. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, he don't have no uh, receiver. Nigga, it's, he texts the homies uh, clandestine like a motherfucker. So I think it was Jake, but he hit up whoever. He was like, yo, nigga, pull up. Jenna inviting her whack-ass friends. And I was like. It is 1.42 mm, p.m. in the afternoon. In the afternoon. I'm guessing on like a Saturday. It just looked dark as fuck. Yeah, the skating rink was ready. Like, it looked like it was nighttime. That skating rink is where you finger. Yeah. That's where they get fingered at, nigga. Pause. You looking for the fingerers, nigga. Children. These yeah. are... No, them adults that was out there was fingering too, nigga. Uh, I see okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see it. I see it. But no, not these children, nigga. Um, even though they already showed him jacking off to Gemma, so... Wow. We wouldn't be the first to make this inappropriate. Don't cancel us. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... How you feel about Gemma and Kevin? Um, she gets on my nerves at some points, but sometimes I'll be like, Kevin, you going kind of over hard. Kevin is Kevin is wrong. Kevin has anger management issues. Kevin is a child um, who has been through a lot of trauma. Facts. And, and hasn't still gone to see Currently anyone. going through trauma like right now. He got new trauma. Yeah. So yeah. like though he is wrong, like it's hard for me to be mad at a kid for not handling a relationship correctly and how to handle the fam. I'm an adult and I haven't handled relationships yeah. correctly. So I get that. I do think definitely wrong though. Yeah. I, I do think that he, um, I get that he has a lot of traumas and he's gone through a lot of shit, but I do think that the whole, I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. That angle. I'm just not yeah. Like, niggas feel sorry for niggas every day, B. This ain't a big deal. Like, nigga, that's why you put the fucking paper and the flyers fam, up. Yo was just at the fucking uh, event, the fundraiser, and they was telling the other board members or whatever, like, yo, that uh, scholarship we have is the reason that broke motherfuckers like Kevin can come. They feel bad for you, nigga. This whole Ronnie-ass example. I don't like Andos. Yeah, I, I, I just don't like that energy from him. It feel like kind of... He don't feel that fucking meatheadish, but whatever. He waiting on uh Jake or whoever was supposed to come there, and then Gemma's homegirls pull up, two white girls, and they talking off to the side, and Kevin heard them. They like, oh, I just feel so bad for him. I hate that he has to go through this. Like, funny that those are friends, ain't it? The white girls, all that black power shit, and the white girls is the first one she texts. She don't know nobody from the hood. She don't know nobody black but Kev? No, for real. Because you know she don't. Because, <laughs> what? I mean, I know she said it's only a few of us at this school, so. But when she walked through those neighborhoods, it was like, girl, this not the main neighborhoods you can walk. Yeah, she, she definitely don't know the hood. Out of her, she yeah. got out of her element. Yeah, but I'm like, damn, nigga, you invited. I also thought about that. Like, damn, the young white girl's dads is letting them come to the hood. Like, everybody come roller skating. Fuck it. So, I feel like. Oh, so Kevin overhears them saying, yeah, like, I feel, I just feel bad for him. Like, I wouldn't know what to do if my sister was missing. And Kevin overhears that shit. And then he heard one of them say, yeah, that's why Jake told us just leave it alone. Like, don't say nothing. And I was like, did Jake snitch or was it Gemma? She said Jake. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because you forget Jake go there, too. And she was like, yeah, that's why Jake said that. So that's why he was initially kind of irritated with Jake. I don't know if you caught that later when Gemma uh, confessed at the end. Mm. That's why he thought Jake. So when he went to check uh, Gemma or go talk to Gemma, he was like, yo, like, why your bum ass friends know about my fucking sister? She like, oh, man. She didn't say nothing. Yeah. Until they got to dinner. 
Well, to the the pancake. Joint, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she and she confessed. Popped up with an iPad Air for the nigga. Got him a gift. Took him. Damn, to, she said, a, "This is my treat." Oh, this so. is an expensive ass fucking gift. And was buying breakfast or brunch. Ninth grade, yeah. you giving away iPad Airs? Look who's dating down. <laughs> look at the. Yo. Look at the. <laughs> check out the big. Look at Super Gemma. Super Gemma. Super God Fro. Damn. Yeah, she um she iPad definitely dating the wrong nigga. <laughs> Kevin is a iPad Mini nigga off Groupon. Like that's his level. She handed out brand new airs. So she like, look, I gotta be honest. I told my mom. I think my mom mentioned it to somebody else's mom, and then they told the girls, like, my bad. Nick said, why you tell your mom? Bitch, because it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Like, like you ever talk mom. to your mom, nigga? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I went to my mom what, 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 for information on how to talk and handle for you. Fam, there's so much shit I've talked to my mom about that I could never explain beyond because it's my mother, nigga. Like, man, I had a dream about my mom the other night, though, mm. for the first time. Mm. Like, uh, in almost three years, but like, it was so great. I was, we was talking. <laughs> yeah. I was walking her through a new house I had built, bought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, yo, look, this is this and this. It was like, it was like, fam, to 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 talk to your mom? Yeah. Man. That's y'all crazy. Y'all cherish man. that. Man. How you, how you felt when you woke, woke up? Man, when I woke up, I'm like, um, it didn't click. Then I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yo, like I work, I, for some reason last week I woke up at 424 AM, like three mm. different, three different nights. Damn. I don't know why. But and I woke up, I'm like, yo, like I was talking with my like it was heard her extend, voice and it all was that. an extended dream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a decent amount of time. And then I thought to myself, like, yo, that's the first time. That's dope. And like that's dope. When she first passed, like my, my cousin Netta said, she she didn't can to her and dreams, my mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. And everybody got these experiences and I was just waiting for mine. Like, all right, year one. Yeah. <laughs> Year two. <laughs> and, Still uh, waiting. Yeah. So, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on and uh, that that was just like confirmation that I'm, you know, on the right path, I, I, I guess. Yeah. But um, it was dope. But to maybe think like, fam, it's your mom. <laughs> like, yeah. nigga, you not about to get an attitude with me for talking to my mama, dog. Like, yeah. Fuck out of here, nigga. To, and, and to find out how to deal with a situation that I'm, I don't know how to deal with because I would be fucked up. Oh, so now you want to me to feel sorry for you want like nigga. Yeah, I and it's just it, like I, I understand him being irritated. I didn't understand walk off mad, leave breakfast that you do with your sister every year, not take the iPad and then ignore her text later. I didn't get that part of the attitude. That's where I was like, okay, um, Kevin, you being a little bitchy, dog, but. They go to the fucking diner. She was trying to take him out. She, Because he had mentioned that skating rink when he was irritated. Like, man, my boys knew not to tell. Da, 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 I'm mad. I can't believe these white girls know my business. And he was like. Nigga, the fucking. Everybody knows your business. It's a missing. Per- everybody should know that there's a missing person. Yeah. And it's you, somebody I care about that hits closer to yeah. home. And then they'll actually share and be more. Fam, your sister been missing three weeks. This ain't ran across no news outlet. Like y'all have literally, I get that police nigga. Your mama and you were at the fuck. Did he? Did he showed up? He, you at went the to the alley. Yeah, yeah. Like this is out there. She can know that your sister is missing, and it not be. Why are you telling my business? This was personal. 
his attitude was just weird, but he snapped on her. You know what I hated about just saying my girl is tired of me mentioning this? I said it no less than like 10 times today. Nobody in that entire restaurant turned their head and said like, what the fuck is going on? They were yelling. And these ain't just like two kids. This is a boy and a girl. He's screaming aggressively at this girl in a black restaurant. Like, uh, wait, they used to do that shit, though. Fam. Niggas be here rapping. Nobody even fucking flinched. Like, nobody in that scene blinked. I watched it a hundred times, nigga. I was like, so y'all just don't give a fuck. Like, either they don't know, don't <laughs> show, or don't give a fuck that Kevin was about to beat Jim ass in the uh, pancake house. Nigga, I was like, damn, Kev. I don't like her name. Gemma. That shit old as hell. <laughs> somebody, yo, this was creepy as fuck. I just want to tell. I'm not going to say who did this, but somebody did this, and clearly they listened to the pod because they heard this. Somebody sent me a picture of her holding up her I Beat Stage 4 cancer. The actress, like her holding that sign up from four years ago. Yeah, somebody sent that to the, to the, 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 this yeah, the culture joint. But somebody texted it to me, though. Oh, wow. And I was like, and it was like 2 a.m. And they was like, yo, y'all was right. <laughs> and I literally responded and said. Of course it was right. <laughs> I said, nigga. <laughs> and that was it. That was the end of my text. Like, <laughs> but no, I shout to whoever sent that to the This Week in Culture joint because yeah. I hadn't came across her yeah. page, and I was like, y'all motherfuckers better not say nothing about that fro. Yeah, no, don't say another she, word about that looked, fro. She looked bad in the picture. Yeah, no, my, she, she had stage super- four cancer four years ago. So you're talking about someone who was anywhere from nine to eleven years old, probably, man. The best way they can that I try to discuss stage four is it ain't no stage five. Facts. Facts. So, but yeah, Kevin's been a little bitchy. Um, we'll get back into him in a minute. Let's talk about Emmett and Tiffany going to her customer's crib. Uh, I didn't particularly enjoy this scene. Um, I changed my mind on your Cabrini's. No, oh. uh, Tiffany needs a manager. <laughs> Tiffany, one hundred percent, needs a fucking manager. Tiffany need an A and R or something, nigga. <laughs> like, because no, she f- just blew the bag, nigga. Oh, this bitch was over here fronting. Fam, uh, I got you a discount, and then you gave it away. Because I guarantee that was your fifteen percent right there. Then you gave her two vials, nigga. Fam, like you know, I don't, I, I don't got no money because. So they went in, and right away, the can. It looked like she was a cancer patient or someone who needs weed. It was an older woman. She needs weed for whatever's wrong with her. Um, and when Tiffany sat down, she looked surprised. Like, look, I tried to call you. I w- I don't have no cash, like, to pay for this. And Emmett was like, Oh no, we can uh, come back when you got some cash. That's fine. She was like. No, I don't know how long that's going to be. I just used the last of my money to pay for my medication. Like, I don't have money to buy this normal weed that I buy every week. And Tiffany was like, oh, you know what? Don't worry about it. Um, I'll just get it no, back no. later. Like, I'm worried. Well, no, I'm, I'm worried about it. I won't. I won't do that because I don't. I don't want to owe nobody, and I don't know how my pending. My, I might. Baby, yeah, she was like, I might die before I, I give them. Money I don't want to. Die. So a lot of spiritual people believe that it's bad luck to die with a debt. I, I've heard that literally my homeboy's grandma, who's a voodoo priestess. She don't got credit cards? Oh, she pay all the bitches nah, off she, at the end of the month. Um, his grandma, like, live in Little Haiti in Miami mm-hmm. and is very scary. I don't think she's ever had a card of anything outside her ID. Real life Haitian, real life voodoo priestess. But I've heard her say that, that you shouldn't cross into the underworld with the dead. So the lady said that, like, I don't want to owe you. I don't like, want to. I get it, dog. I get it. But, like, let's be, this nigga is 2020. And you know and what? you don't know when you're going to die. And guess what? I only said that to seem nice, but now that you rejected it, all right, well, look, when you know when you got your shit back together, call me. 
But right now I'm about to go sell this new strain of weed that don't exist because it was from his personal stash. And you know what? I'm going to make some money. I'm going to sell that bitch to this uh, nigga that wanted to give me the dick at the door. Because he's coming back on the show. And you're going to overcharge him. Um, so And he'll pay whatever for it. So, But the old lady's like, well, look, let me give you a reading. No, no, that's not going to work either. I don't want a psychic reading for my weed. Because, no. Because if you was a real life psychic, you know exactly when you're going to die and you know when you'll have some money. Nigga. So she flipping these cars over. They get some bogus ass, generic ass shit. First of all, she grabbed not on practice uh, psych. psych. I don't know what this psych tarot is. Tarot reading. Tarot yeah, tarot I don't do tarot reading. readings. I don't do any of that shit. But she grabbed an entire stack of cards and yeah. laid down five randomly. I'm about to say, you ever been to one of them motherfuckers with your girl? No, um, I have been in New Orleans at 5 a.m. when the street sweepers were going down bourbon. Nobody was out. No businesses were open. And as we walked past this random door, an old man popped out and said, read your palm. And we ran down bourbon street nigga, because I was scared of shit. You've done one of them. I I didn't do that shit. Yeah. Uh, But I was with my lady and shit at the time. Uh, We was like on Warren. Yeah. I feel like we was in a gas station. (laughs) <laughs> and like in like the back room of a gas, like it the, the place where this was at, it didn't make no fucking sense. Yeah. And this is the type of weird shit she be on. Like fucking this anyway, she did one of these motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't remember it, but it wasn't like a good reading. Yeah. You know what? And it was like about us. Like <laughs> let me let me all right. Well, did she say something good or bad? Like it wasn't like, it was good. horrible. Like, it wasn't good at all. I know that. I mean, ultimately it didn't yeah. work out, but Nigga. She wasn't saying nothing great. I'm like, yo, y'all are in love. I love it. I'm like, no, what the? Like, try to look at your life cycles. And I'm like, dog, yeah. fuck out of here, nigga. My hands is this way because they want they this way. I so know. I will say, I, I lied. Uh, I was in Ferndale at the Ribs and Whiskey Fest. And as we were walking up to the line, walking down Woodward, older woman um came with her daughter, came up, said, yo, can I give you a reading? And I was like, fuck, we're waiting in this line. I can't say I have anywhere to be. Because we waiting in line. I'm not getting out of line and walking off. Like, So I said, fuck it. Do what you got to do. She grabbed my hand. Fam, she read off exactly what was happening in my relationship at that time. Nothing else she said was accurate. That relationship shit was accurate as fuck. Like, scarily. It so, was so accurate, I was like, I should dump her. <laughs> like, hey, look. So, uh, somebody had mentioned uh, um, an app. Okay. Called the Pattern App. Oh, right. that sound like the Ouija board. Uh, shout out to them. We both know the young lady. Uh, I'm pretty sure she listens. Um, and I'm like, what's the what, what's this what's this app? Yeah. And um, so you sent it. I downloaded it, and you got to put your age, your birthday, and like <laughs> the specific time that you were born. So all the shit they're gonna tell you, you got to throw in there. Look, look though. Uh, I look at this. This was nigga. This like two weeks ago. This okay. not like no way back in the day shit. This was like two weeks ago. It's the other day. Yeah. Okay. I, I put that shit in there. I'm uncomfortable with how accurate this shit is. <laughs> yeah. Like no bullshit. So what did it tell you? Like or example, example. Like it. it <laughs> no, this this not. It's not even funny. Like like I was. I'm uncomfortable with how. How very descriptive this shit is. Like I'm open. Let me open this shit up right now. I don't want yeah. you niggas to, to learn too much about me because this shit is a uh, this shit personal. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said example. Uh, uh, 
I don't want y'all niggas to learn too much about me. <laughs> hey, look, I share, but I only share certain shit. Uh, uh, I don't know. Listen, oh no, no, I all I know is this: like, you know, you'll read some like some terror, not some uh, some like some zodiac shit, yeah. and it'd be like some shit that you can kind of like that can anybody can be like, yo, yep, that's me. Most of that shit, smart nigga with a good personality, <laughs> that's me. Nigga, Sagittarius's <laughs> love getting mad when something bad happened. Like, like it what? Was, it was like wildly specific. Yeah. With like, this is specifically how you develop. This is how you handle conflict, and you do it because in the past, like these specific things. Yeah. And this is what this is the reason that you feel about. I was like. Cause usually I look at shit like, let me hurry up and disprove this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But this shit was just wild. And, yeah. and it wasn't like, nigga, it was 54 slides. Damn. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah, like I'm going to give you like quick. three, yeah. three drunk. Cause they, it'll, they'll give you like a, a phrase. You'd be like, go deeper. And it Got was you. 50, 54 different slides. Jesus. And I'm like, and I actually read every single one of them. Cause I'm like, yo. Ain't no way. This kind of weird, but then you know when you start looking in the numerology and all these different shit, I'm yeah. like, yo, this is this is this a lot, and I don't, I'm not even saying that shit to say that old oh, girl, the readings and shit like that, that that shit is inherently fake because yeah. I don't think it is. I think there are fake niggas who do that shit, one thousand percent, and I think it's more of them than yeah. real life readers. But uh, yo man, that shit is eerily too fucking accurate. Again, the lady on the street. A lot of other shit was off. Yeah. But the shit about my relationship was so spot on. Like, I almost asked her, like, yo, say her name. Yo. I almost told her, say her name, nigga. Like, because I'm like, clearly she sent you. Say her fucking name, nigga. You know her. And you know what we Bitch, going through. Fucking <laughs> Type of games to be in play. <laughs> like, I really was sitting there. And, but then, this is where she lost me. She was like, because she kind of left me on a, like, yo, you know what to do. I could tell you what to do, but if you want to make an appointment, like she lost her accent and shit, she was like, "Here go my car," and I was like, "Damn, but bitch, you read the fuck I'm out." I'm a tarot card reading. It's a man and a woman in, in front of me, nigga. I got for one, I got fifty percent chance of being right if I yeah. tell you that, 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 it, that it might not work. <laughs> you guys are going to be going through some troubles yeah. in the future, yeah. But if you stick it out, yeah, you will make it through. No, so that's what tripped me out because I was expecting some basic generic shit. Old girl really said something like. Yo, you've been traveling a lot for work and it's taking a strain on your relationship. And like, I was like, on, bitch, how you know where I'm at? I was <laughs> like, yo, I just got back from Toronto this weekend. Like, I've been up there for months. She was like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I felt that. Like, I saw your board impact. I really was like, yo, do I got a fucking Toronto Blue Jays tee on or something? It was weird, dog. But this scene was fucking weirder. Old girl pulls out the tarot cards, tells Tiffany, pick one. She picks the first one. She like, oh, the lovers. Y'all are in love. And Emmett like, yeah, I love her. Like, we be loving. And I was like, okay, this is kind of basic. Then she like, pick another one. And I'm like, nigga, why we wasn't done at one? I'll show you. I, 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 I oh, you found it? This is something I'm, I'm, I'm okay with. Okay, uh, <laughs> with sharing. Because y'all niggas don't get to know Jay. <laughs> Fuck out of here. This like, alternatively, Yeah. when you're struggling, you enjoy pushing buttons. You rebel for rebellion's sake, possibly enjoying your outsider status and feeling superior in your separateness. I'll be like, yo, you mm. listen to the pod? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like... Because um, that's kind of potty. Yeah. And that's kind of shit that's been discussed on some pods, nigga. Shit like that, though, to be honest. I, <laughs> nigga said, in response, 
you could you you hide your unique side <laughs> and oh, try shit. to conform and stay within certain limits. AKA, I'm not gonna tell you niggas the truth. I was about to say life. you just told these niggas y'all can't get to know me. <laughs> Look at Jay getting fucking oh, red. Shit. Oh man, that's nah, funny. I'm. I'm this was a new one from today. <laughs> <laughs> so old girl, like yo, pick another card. Tiffany picked one. She like, mm, ain't this some shit? <laughs> <laughs> Pull it up on the C H I C A G O. Psychic reading. <laughs> like, mm, ain't this some shit? And Tiffany, like, oh, what happened? She was like, uh, this car right here look a little nuts, nigga. She like, this look like um some it's a force against your relationship. And Emmett, like, wait, what the fuck? She was like, nigga, here we go. The shy being aggressively oversexed. Nigga, yo dick is the force, and it will need more than Tiffany's pussy can provide. I was like, wait a minute. At the first, he was like, well, look, you can say something because you ain't giving you no more fucking free weed. And then she gave her yeah. some anyway. Nigga, listen to the manager. Yeah. But, like, this whole force shit, like, come on, dog. And I'm like, nigga. Any nigga in Chicago know who the fuck Emin is. Clearly, Lala did. She asked to see Sam, the nigga dick. show me your rip. dick on the porch. You in the house, nigga. Now I know more than your dick. When nigga, you in the your house, reputation out here. Your reputation know. precedes you, my nigga. So they leave out. That nigga Emmett, like, look, dog, I know you ain't got no fucking attitude. Tiffany, like, look, niggas, you cheating on me. I'm like, bro, I'm I'm done with that life. I'm not cheating on you. You my lady. I would never do that. Like, we ain't gotta worry about no shit like that. And she like, but she ain't never been wrong. That's why I don't like getting into that psychic zodiac, that whole world. Because, boy, if they believe that shit, nothing you can do can compete with that belief. Man. Like, I'm I'm like, you know, I look at the, the, the Zodiac and all this shit. But at the end of the day, nigga, I'm a free soul. I'm a I'm a unique. You, I can do whatever the fuck I want to. And I am not beholden to a fucking calendar date. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. But um, you are Aries. That means you like, shut man, up. I've, I've literally <laughs> said I was like, yo. The same niggas who tell me that you can't believe the government, scientists, teachers, books, Google, Wikipedia can't also be the niggas that tell me they believe that so <laughs> being peep, a fire sign is what they need for life. So peep this. Let me be fade deep for a minute. Okay. So if those are people out here. Zodiacs who, was in books. Who believe that the, the, the position of the sun, the moon, and the stars and yeah. all that shit really yeah. has an impact and dictates who you are going to be yeah. as a person. Does that start at the moment of conception or just when you pop your head out the pussy? Because How I'm a know? I'm a fool. I, I got eyes, legs, everything. Yeah. Before I came out, I came out on April 16th. But on yep. April 15th? I had a whole developed brain. Yep. So if you are, if I induce your labor and have a C-section, do yeah. I got a different personality than if I would have just kept my head in there two, two more? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now it's like, okay, at the time that you was conceived, maybe that's the, maybe that's the kicker. Yeah. At the time of conception. And then what month was that? Maybe that's your mm. actual sign mm. and not the one that you came out with. And that, and then, and how so about maybe that? that's why uh, nobody can ever accurately tell me, like, oh, you do such and such. You got to be a Virgo. Niggas be guessing my shit wrong as fuck. I'm a Virgo like a mother. They be like, mm, you you a Sag. I'll be like, nigga, if you think no. about it, if all that shit did matter, yeah. why would it matter 10 months later through the whole process and not at the moment if that I've you been was conceived? A, if I've been developed since, boom. Or because if I was conceived at, boom. When, yeah. that, when, that's, when that spark goes through yeah. and... and, and, and 
bust through and bust through the air. It gotta be when you go out to Coochie. That gotta be what they counting from, because otherwise, like I've been around, nigga. Yeah, what I'm saying is yeah. what we believe right now is could be not. And it we should And be we ca- got it wrong, and that's why it'd be inaccurate a lot yeah. of motherfucking time. I can see that. But Fake that's deep. if you believe in that sort of shit. I personally don't. Anybody who follow me know me. Um I just think niggas is crazy, they crazy, not because they're a Gemini. Hey babe. Um hey. <laughs> what's funny is Gemini is like the one sign that I'm like, yeah, I actually had proof of that. Like several several times over, I could prove that Gemini shit. I Gemini and Taurus. I don't know no crazy Geminis. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> I don't know a Gemini who ain't tried to kill me, <laughs> nigga. So uh but Emin and, and Tiffany had a little argument. He, that's when he asked her to be her manager. She was like, nigga, I don't need a manager, dog. She was like, I just need you to be a fucking good boyfriend, whatever. She was like, you got to get a job. Yes. You got to get a job, Emmett. Um, so <laughs> we know that we haven't seen the end of Lala. She'll be back. What do you think that's going to look like? Uh, she going to fuck Emmett. Because I feel like now that they aren't working together, now she's going to fuck. Like, and he's going to fuck. And all, but they might hit him with his baby boy moment where he was letting old girl give him the head. Then he was like, "I can't fuck you, nigga. Yeah. You work with her." He might have a moment. Why can't Emin sell weed? Clearly, Tiff don't got no plug. She, he, I thought she had the plug. I thought she was like selling for it. Yeah, nigga. no, you buying it? Tiff shit from independent dis- and getting it from the dispensary non wholesale. So guess what, Emin can do, nigga. Get your man to front you the money. Hey, so I thought about it when I saw Hannibal. I said, "Yo." I know we're never going to get an answer oh, on where's, product, right? where's Brandon's food truck, but I'm like, yo, what about a weed truck? Because maybe Hannibal took back over the food truck uh, or like took back possession of it or something since it was technically his. But I'm like, uh, let's get something. Shout out to Hashcap. Um, download Hashcap app, uh, Michigan's top app for cannabis community. They pulling up and bringing you the weed. Family. Hey, hey. And they black. And they from Detroit. And we ain't make no money off that. Shout out yeah. to salute niggas and giving them a shout and not need money a time. Yeah. Okay? Um, oh, my God. Trig and Jake. Forgot what they had going on, dog. Let's talk about Trig and Jake. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Trig is at the crib. Got the gun on the table. Crib looks crazy. It's dirty as shit. Look like he been rummaging through that motherfucker. He not with Jasmine. Where do you be if you not with me? Like, Kankakee? <laughs> Shout out my ex-girlfriend was from uh, Kankakee. Though. Like, where, how are only, you? That's the only reason I know how to say it hey. and spell it and understand the differences. Between well, if you me. didn't know how to say it or spell it, Luke says it 40 times an episode, nigga. Like, shit, my last two girlfriends was both from Illinois. Okay, I was about to say, if you had two girls in Kankakee, nigga, you was out there pimping. One from Chicago and one, and one from Kankakee. Kankakee. Yeah. Okay. And I was about to say, nigga, you was out there pimping. You had them on the stroll, nigga. So... Luke in the crib or Trig in the crib, he chilling. He got his gun out, sitting at the table, not doing shit. Somebody knocks on the door. Immediately he grabbed a gun. And I'm like, okay, you did run up in the 63rd Street gang uh kidnapper house. Like where and they you, traffic women. Yeah. And you did kill the leader of a gang. Of the Wild Boys. You killed the Wild Boy leader and nobody said nothing. I'm like, so I thought about this. Dude I had the Wild Boys kill Reggie. Gave him up after you remember that episode. He sat down with the leader, had dinner at his crib. And the leader basically told him, nigga, if you don't give up your boy, we coming after everybody. We trying to show you we cool. This is personal. This is about him. It ain't about you. So if dude, I did that 
to one of his leaders. Why wouldn't dude I just say, hey, wild boys, I know who killed uh, James. That nigga Reggie, little brother or big brother. And the wild boys go kill Trig, nigga. Like, I don't get why. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, Trig shouldn't still be walking around calmly, bro. Then nobody nobody else knew that there was meeting, dog. Fam. It just seemed like he should have fell back on Duda. I'm like, uh, Big Mike drove Reggie everywhere. Reggie drove Trice, the drug, the leader from season one, everywhere. Neither one of them niggas had a driver outside? Come on. When the last time Duda drove alone outside of dropping Kevin and Jake off at school? He don't got a driver? He had a driver every episode we saw him season two. Somebody was driving that nigga. He was in the back of that white Benz. Whatever, dog. Bad continuity. But anyway, somebody knock on the door. Trey go to the window or to the door with the fucking gun. But it's Jake. And Jake like, nigga, what the fuck you want? Like, I'm about to go hang with my nigga, dog. What's good? Where the fuck Jake stay? I don't know where dude I live. Dude, I got to stay. You ran from dude I last week. Everything good now? But That was from uh, Otis Perry, though. From the pizza spot. Oh, you saying, like, in general, where you been at? Cause like you yeah, was, cause you went over to your brother crib, stayed with him. You was crying. You been back home since? Like you and dude, I straight. Because if we was about to go somewhere, I whoop a nigga ass and you dip the fuck off. And dude, I also asked that nigga to leave his shoes at the door and went off when he didn't. Um, I don't think dude, I was the type of nigga to just be cool with Jake running off and disappearing when you was just with me. It ain't like oh maybe he stayed at one of his friends. Uh, no, dude, I, that don't seem like your parenting, but hold on real quick. All right, so Jake come over there. He like, Trig, what the fuck you want? Trig say, hey, nigga, where the stash at? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> nigga said. All right, little Wayne. Yeah, nigga said. Don't be surprised if I ask where the stash at. Where the, where the, nigga said, Reggie told me he had 50K in the house in case of emergency and getting custody of you is a fucking emergency. Well, I don't know what she told you, but that nigga stay broke. That nigga ain't got no fucking money. Dog, that <laughs> nigga saying Reggie was broke was funny as hell. Jake Lowkey been on fire with some of these lines he been delivering, dog. That nigga said, um, yeah, dog, I, I don't know where some money would be in his house. And I got to go to a birthday party, so. uh, Yeah, and then that nigga was like, apparently the nigga was like, all right, well, let's go hoop real quick before you go to the party and keep your jacket on when we hooping. What? What's so funny is though, um, someone he, he, they talk about Gemma, you know, I hate yeah, her, blah, blah, blah. She he was she, like, she thinks she the shit because she got money. Oh, niggas with money ain't shit. Well, if you had some money, you wouldn't be living in our dead brother trap house. Though, I'm glad as fuck. somebody had to acknowledge it. Like, because this is weird. Right? But also, what's weird, you stole a briefcase of money from one of Duda's men. What happened to that bread? Like, what have you spent it on? Like you, that that was the money. Did you get that to y'all, mom? Like, what did you do with that bread? Well, you know, uh, his lady was trying to make her transition. Oh and, shit! Uh, <laughs> oh shit! I don't know. <laughs> Will transitions be the name of this episode? <laughs> Let's put it in the fucking list, like, cause Jesus. Um. Oh, Jim will be rocking the fro in real life. Somebody just sent her to me. Like she was on a. Oh shit! That's Jimma without the fro on the bottom talking to Lena. Shout out to Gemma with the with the hair laid down, fried and dyed to the side. How does that child? She got a whole bunch of grown makeup on right now. I don't know, but somebody in the comments said, Lena, quit flirting with that little girl. Damn it, you going to hell. That's interesting. Wild. That's a wild comment. Yo, speaking of wild comments, where the fucking uh, joint go? Real quick. 
Let me play something. So for fans of The Shy like Jay and myself, y'all know that The Shy ain't really been the same since Brandon left and was unceremoniously dismissed from the show. Um, But someone who also left the show, and people had questions why, Jerrica, Brandon's girlfriend on the show, uh, played by Tiffany, I can't think of her name, but I'm about to pull it up, Tiffany Boone. So apparently her husband, who's one of the actors on Dear White People, was doing a uh, little group Insta Skype Zoom something like that with some of the other cast members from Dear White People and he dropped a not so subtle bar that I would love for y'all to hear I hope the audio comes through here listen to this shit that I look up hold on hold on hold on let me go back in regards to heroes that I look up to uh, problematic heroes I mean you can be you can wear a rainbow cape on a carpet but if you're not caping for people when it actually matters, then what, you know, what are we doing? You can wear a rainbow cape on a carpet, but if you're not caping for people when it actually matters, what are we doing? If that nigga didn't just say, hey, Lena Waith, <laughs> talking to you, nigga. The name of this episode is called Rainbow Cape. <laughs> wow. Um, Let's just call it cape. <laughs> Caping. <laughs> <laughs> Caping, that's the name of the episode. Uh, Damn, I'm about to never mind. <laughs> I'm about to merge Rambo and Cape together. And Jesus like, Christ. I'm like, yo, that's not the word. Hey, episode 109, we out. <laughs> you, know, you know how they yo. Merge. <laughs> I was like, nope. Dog, nope. <laughs> that nigga. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Yo, the speed at which we got kicked off was crazy. Oh, like, shit. we really finna get kicked off the internet, nigga, of all things. So, <laughs> that nigga said I was about to merge Rainbow and Cape. Nope. God damn it. <laughs> Yo, I am out. I am out, nigga. I'm about to be Emmett out here, nigga. You need to get a job. <laughs> Cause we are kicked off the air, buddy. Oh man, fuck, that was wild. Um, <laughs> we need new ways to come up with names, dog. Cause just merging two words, that shit don't work no more. Dog. Jesus, oh, let's man. just call it crepe. Um, holy shit, that was funny. Uh, yeah, that was a bardo. So, uh, if y'all don't remember, Jerrica also left the show. Um, and a lot of people said she left the show because she complained season one about this nigga being inappropriate, came back and did season two. And then her husband specifically, they said she started bringing him to set any episode that her and Brandon uh, had a scene together so he could just be there to monitor and make sure that this nigga Jason Mitchell didn't get out of pocket. So I understand why her husband maybe got a little vitriol because me and Jay have said on this show a couple of times, Lena be sounding real not official in some of them interviews that were related to Jason Mitchell's firing and everything that happened around it. Like she'd be sounding like, I mean, I don't know uh, what he did, but Lena, apparently they told uh, y'all season one and like they told HR, like it's on record. And she like, no, nah, but really like you gotta, if you play easy E, I don't even know what they expected, but watch queen and slim nigga. And it's just like, all right, Lena, I don't like it. But that was an aside. Um, let's talk Trigg and him. So Trigg and Jake go hoop, apparently. Uh, 
Trig is so I kind of caught on to maybe why they went to who because it felt random the first time I watched it. But then it was like, oh, you wanted to keep him with you while you noticed this nigga was following you or creeping on you. Maybe that's why he keep looking out the window. Like, he noticed this is a 63rd nigga following him around. So, while they hooping, they have a little convo. Jake reminiscing like, oh, yeah, Reg told me uh, nigga stole your shoes from this court. And then you beat his ass. And nobody ever fucked with you again. So, apparently, Trig was that nigga on the block. Trig like, yeah, I did that. But I let him keep his shoes because he clearly needed them more than me. I'm like, why they try to make this nigga say something deep and like fucking ugh. it's just prophetic every episode. So I'm never going to see anything but Johnny Gill out this nigga. I'm never. I'm a fan of Luke James and was well before the nigga was Johnny Gill. So I'm never going to see non Luke. And this I can't see him thugged out. And and, and Johnny Gill. Yeah. Did not look thugged out. No, at all. no. He looked soft. And like, so the nigga, they having a talk on the court, they hooping, and that nigga, um, they got into it. Like, Jake was like, why'd you leave? Nigga said, look, that was the best move for me, da-da-da. He was like, so you just left us without a man in the house? I was trying to, I, I wasn't a man. I had to go Yeah, away. yeah, So you left us without one? <laughs> I wasn't hiding the world from a kid. I was hiding the kid from the world. Facts. I was and hiding myself from the world. So like, nigga, you going to leave us out without a world? <laughs> and nigga was like... I mean, what? What you mad? You got your fist balled. He sounded like a play. Like it sounded very much like a school play. Like you mad at me? You want to hit me? You got your fist balled up like you want to hit me? Hit me! Hit me! Hit me! So then Jake finally hit him. That and was then it a was good like one. that was a good one. I know, but I'm I'm I tell you what I'm not your Superman. And I, I definitely my, ain't gonna be your punching bag. I got my rainbow cape. See all I, you gotta do. All you got to do. But I ain't going to be your punching bag. Save <laughs> you. Like, it was just Are like. straight? <laughs> nigga. And he was like, yeah, we straight. I socked you. We good. And then, like, he glanced over and he saw like, the car following like, him. Are we straight? He was like, I know I am. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> right behind Kate. Are we straight? I'm with you. <laughs> this nigga said, I tried to blend <laughs> rainbow and Kate. <laughs> 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 hey, this name of this episode is called Rainbow and Cape. Holy uh, shit. That was uh, crazy, dog. Rainbow plus Cape. Oh fuck. I feel like there's no way to get around Rainbow now. Like it's there. Um, so then they keep fucking going. They go to this random ass old bum out, beat down ass trap house. And the nigga, as they creeping through the window, the nigga Trig says, Jake was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Trig was like, this is the only other house Reggie ever called home. So if the money ain't here, it ain't nowhere. So I'm like, all right, Reggie was really specific that it was in the house, apparently. I'm like. And he looking around. Now, I'm looking at this wall. I see clearly where the plaster. Super plastered ass. Circle. Like, I see it. No, but whatever. But Trig's just knocking all along the wall, trying to find a hollow part. He finally reaches this gigantic plastered piece, and he starts busting a hole in it. Reaches in, bam, the money's right there. I'm like, that wasn't hidden well at all. Like, that was pretty obvious if you were looking for money in the wall. Um, so then after he grabs the money, he opens it up. There's your 50 grand. Now, I'm not one to scoff at 50 grand, bro. If I found 50 cash now, I'm in a good position. A lot of niggas nice. be like, yo, nigga, give me a ten million dollars. I'm set. No, grand. if I found fifty grand right now, I promise I'm straight. I really know. I'm really straight. Yeah. I know that's not a lot of money. At this at this at this, at this very exact yeah. time, right what now. What I can do with fifty grand right now, I can change. I'm good. Life. I'm good. So and that's 
that's an extra fifty grand yeah. for you niggas that's pocket watching who gets uh, <laughs> uh, stimulus checks yeah. out here. Oh, look at this nigga making less than seventy five. Fam, they was giving them the niggas at up to one hundred and twenty five. Like, calm down, stay out niggas' pockets. But they find the money. He throw the bag out. He open it up. They count the money. Then you hear the loudest footsteps in the world. Floor creaking. Somebody coming from the back door. Real quick, if you were following a nigga all day. And they broke into a house and crawled through the window. And you've been following them all day. Would you miss them crawling through this window? I feel like you wouldn't know they were in that house if you didn't see that person crawl through the window. So if you know they went in that house, you saw him go in there with Jake. Why would you break your tail by coming in that creaky old ass house with them? Why not just wait on them to come out and keep following them until he not with Jake no more? The nigga crept in. Luke James beat that nigga with a pipe. He's Uh, dead, right? I just, I literally asked my girl, like, yo, did he beat dog to death? And she was like, I think he just knocked him out. I'm like, baby, he hit that nigga like five times with yeah, a he didn't move. metallic pipe. He was definitely not here no more. So knocked the nigga the fuck out um, and then told Jake. Well, Jake was like, yo, I know dog. He's 63rd. And Luke was like, yeah, nigga, I know. They've been following me all day. And Jake was like, is that why you've been keeping me with you and not letting me go skating? Yeah, a little bit. Nick was like, yeah, sort of. He was like, look, I'm going to keep it real. I ain't just about to spend this 50 grand to try to get you if you don't want to be with me. Nigga, if you want to live with Duda, I'm taking this 50 and I'm going back to Kankakee. Because 50 grand cash in Kankakee, I'm buying a motherfucking bitch in a boat. Matter of fact, nigga, me and Jasmine uh going to buy two bitches in two boats. Nigga. I'm going to buy Kankakee. With yeah, nigga. I'm, and now I'm running for mayor, nigga. Duda who? Otis Perry who? I'm the mayor of Kankakee. So Jake was like, nigga, I'm, I guess I'm straight with dude. I don't fucking know. And that nigga was like, man, tell me something, nigga, because I got 50 cash. Why is Trig like so I want to do? Is it cause, I think it's more he knows dude I ain't like the greatest nigga. Then I want to be a man and take care of my brother. That's just my opinion. I don't think he gives this much of a fuck about Jake. I have no idea. Fam, you can't trust the writing. Also a fact. Um. So then, uh, the only other shit going on, man, uh, Ronnie and Miss Ethel, bro. So Ronnie goes to pick up Miss Ethel. He wearing the same suit from church. He didn't found him a shirt now. Got him a little undershirt. So you can just take the patients in and out of this hospital? I don't know how this hospital works. I'm guessing this is like more of a like nursing home facility you can just than a traditional joint. You can bitch, though, whenever the fuck you feel like it, though. I just, I just, this nigga come in in the middle of the night. He come in. He come in. I know visiting hours is a thing. Whether you can take them with you or not, you can't come in and out when you feel like it. You don't go here, nigga. So he walks in, and Miss Ethel dressed up. She was looking pretty too. This she was looking real good, man. Shout out to Miss Ethel. And he say, "Hey, Grandma, you ready to roll?" She said, "Uh, yeah, nigga, we going to the Foxy's, right?" He was like, "Yeah, that's where I'm taking you." Ronnie got his suit on. She like, "Where your uniform?" It's in the cleaners. He just letting her run with the dementia at this point. Right now, you don't know me. You don't remember nothing about it's 2020. Fuck it. Yeah. Then they go to Foxy's. So she was telling them Foxy stories. Oh, you know, I used to run that joint. You know, I used to own that joint. I used to. It was a jazz club. It was her jazz club back in the day. She was one of them, like she had her dope black owned business and she was standing out, saw the jazz players and apparently was finna fuck uh, one of the old jazz niggas, 
Lou, one of them, I don't know, Louis Armstrong, one of them niggas finna get Miss Ethel Pussy. So they get to the door. Off top, it's called Foxy's Cock Lounge. Foxy's Cock Lounge. And I said, maybe this is a real joint in Chicago. So I, I paused it. Okay. It do say cocktails. Oh. It just fell off. So the, you, it, all you see is the lights on Cock and Lounge. Yeah. You don't see Cocktail Lounge. So they may have took them off, <laughs> but they definitely did. Because, nigga, is. Googling Foxy's Cock Lounge <laughs> got me some weird results that I had to explain to my girl, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Uh, you ever you ever went past Ace of Spades on yep. uh yep. on Eight Mile and it said Ace of Eights, the S in like like the lights went out. Yeah, it, it said yeah. the Ace of Eights. Yeah, um, I can see that because uh, that shit wild. Penthouse, aka OTJs, they sign be saying whatever they want to say a lot of time too. So they get to the cock lounge. Uh, <laughs> wow, they get to the door. This makes a lot more sense. I'm glad you caught the cocktail because I really was like. Lena, damn, this ain't even like a real jo- What is a cock lounge, nigga? So they get to the door. They knock. The security guard come out. He like, what y'all doing here? And nigga, we want to go to the bar. Like, it's a bar. Nigga, let us come in this motherfucker. No, nah, it makes sense now. Well, yeah, it made a lot of sense when they got in the house. But the nigga Ronnie was like, she used to be one of the owners. This was her joint. And that nigga like, oh, you the OG? Come on in, nigga. So they go in. And you realize who the announcer was, right? Mm-mm. That was the nigga that fucked Emmett Mama, Swade. Mm-hmm. That was Swade. Mm-hmm. And he said, this your boy, Swade. Mm. So that nigga's a masseuse, prostitute, stripper, announcer. Swade be hustling. You got pretty good co-workers, if that's the case. I mean. Or customers, at I was least. about to say, hey. Not co-workers. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> so the nigga Swade say, uh. Yo, let's bring out that black dick, fam. He like grandma. I don't. I don't think that, it's a fam. Anywhere that I'm at, and a nigga says, "Let's bring out the black dick," <laughs> that ain't where I meant to go. I'm out this bitch, dog. So I'm gonna go on and be out, bro. Like I'm gonna stab out, nigga. So the strippers run out, and what was funny about him saying, "Let's bring out that black dick," like two of them niggas was white. <laughs> So off top, I was confused. I was like, "Oh, is this a, like?" I, and you like, remember we watched the preview after last week, so yeah. we kind of knew this scene was happening. But the way they brought it up was and nuts. See, I was like, I was thinking, like, how the fuck does this scene make it? Yeah, <laughs> and they rolled it right in there in the weirdest shot this season three of the Shy Way. I saw this shit coming a mile away though. Yeah, yeah. Everything, that everything that happened post. Yeah. So off top, all right. During any time of day, midday, late night, early evening. Whatever. Have you ever been in a strip club? Yes. Women's strip club. Would you say women? Like when women dance? When the women dance. Yes. At any point, day, evening, or night, would it, any of the strippers and patrons just stop dancing to listen to an old head tell a story about when they used to own that motherfucker? Fam, this is why I got upset with Lena. Fam. Because, like, I get it. We, now you forcing the Chicago history now, dog. It's two things. You're going to force some gay shit on us? And you're going to force some black shit on us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at this point, I felt that you was forcing some black shit. Yeah. Um, like some black informative history shit. I'm not, which I'm not mad at. No, but, like, but I'm mad it, at the moment I, you're giving it to me, dog. Like everybody's gathered around in a circle. Fam, the nigga Suede was sitting next to her with no shirt on. Looking like, yeah, fuck all ladies. Like, hi, come on. Fam, it just, it was weird. I didn't like the presentation. And she was right. And again, it's the same thing as when they went to the gay bar. 
it's a way to get the point you're trying to make across that makes sense. But this way was so like unrealistic that it kind of makes me feel like you slapped me in the face a little bit. Like you calling me dumb. Like I couldn't get it if you gave it to me in a better way. Like you had to do it this abrasive. Oh yeah, she about to fuck Coltrane. Yeah, Coltrane. That's who it was. I almost gave Coltrane some. And it's just like, huh? But she in there, she telling this story to the strippers and the patrons. And then Ronnie says, let's toast to that. And then after they toast, she goes, she was very cryptic. She goes, all right, Ronnie, I'm ready to go on home. And I said, oh, Miss Ethel finna die. I knew it. I was in the bathroom and I heard her say that. 100%. And I was like, yeah, Miss Ethel finna die. When she said last time, I'm like, up. Oh. Then when they got back and she laid down and was like, I'm cold. And Ronnie said, I'll get you a blanket, Grandma. And he went to get her a blanket and he came back and she ain't said a word. Yeah, I saw that. I ain't said a word. <laughs> I ain't said. So that went went to the cock lounge and got what I deserved. Fuck nigga, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought Lena was finished? <laughs> when Kevin got to his birthday party, he was acting like a bitch. So he walking up to the crib. Kevin going back home. Oh, real quick about Keisha. After she was screaming, dog came down and cut her hair and told her a weird story about how that's when he talked about how old girl was real pretty that he had a crush on. Yeah, he was kind of punishing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he had been telling her through all these scenes, your hair so beautiful. Like, that's it. Like, all this shit. Like, I'm making you pretty. So cutting her hair, I'm making you ugly like the ugly fat girl I had a crush on. Yeah. Back to Kevin. So Kevin, get back home. Oh, uh, pop in Maisha real quick. Unnecessary scene. I hate it. Get the fuck out of here with this, this entire shit. scene was weird. Yeah. Two reasons. Y'all was walking with the cue cards because y'all sound like y'all read this whole Fem, fucking shit. Papa can't act. We right back to that. Um, but oh shit, we got to talk about them and uh, Duda and his mom real quick. All right. So Papa and Maisha go to pick up a cake. Um, apparently Dre calling in even though the cake was under Nina Williams, uh, the mama who didn't know nothing about the party. So Dre putting shit on her card, but whatever. They picking up the cake for no reason at all. The nigga Kevin name is spelled wrong. It was spelled Kevion. Papa goes, hey, man, that ain't how you spell his name. Like, this ain't spelled wrong. I ain't finna have Dre get on me. The girl goes, so what you want me to do about it? Bitch, fix my cake. Like, this is this was just weird, dog. Like, so then a guy comes by. The girl says, hey, can you fix that? He just turned it into Kevon with the O. I was like, huh? And then Papa was like, whatever and left this whole little scene they walking back they trying to so he tried to hold her hand in the restaurant yeah and um, she tripped on him she snatched her hand back and was like i don't i want to stay low-key this was irritating as fuck to me because yeah. these are children yeah um and they talking about yo as soon as you go public with a relationship that's when the girl what, what the fuck is you talking yeah about? and that like, nigga was like how long are you gonna make me wait she was like wait for what i was like oh shit papa trying to get some pussy man this this, this it was just much. awkward dog. It, it's too much then they tried to this is a horrible job writing um they're trying to bring in the fact that now Papa is questioning his spirituality because he saw his dad pay Lena's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to weave it in, yeah. but they're doing a really, really bad yeah. job at doing it. I don't know what I believe anymore. I just question a bunch of things now, and he trying. That, I don't like that shit. It's and, natural to get older and start questioning your religion and your faith, and like just wondering. You want to know more. You want to know more about what that means. But the way y'all introducing it is weird. It's a, it's a reach. Yeah, and then. The fact that y'all went through all this shit for the cake and you just threw them, the, the bitch dropped on the ground and y'all just walked off like, yo, but I'm still going to hold your hand. Like all the love for Kevin goes out the window and shit. Like, And I'm like all the fear of Dre. First of all, you went from I'm not letting Dre 
have to come down here to fuck it, whatever. They still got an O in his name, but it is what it is. Long to, I, I dropped a whole cake. Long as I can hold your hand, yeah, we good, though. Fuck the cake. And fuck uh, Dre Money that she used to pay for the cake. Yeah. It was just weird. Um, Let's talk Duda and Candy and uh, that whole situation. About. So Candy's sitting down watching a commercial with Duda. They're at home watching TV. And the commercial, or they're watching the news. And Duda mom is on the news. And she's endorsing Camille Holloway, who is Lena Waite's character that was at the church. She endorsing Camille. She tells Camille, or she says, yo, my son, he ain't shit. On the news, the live news. Shit is wild. My son, is he ain't shit and he ain't going to be shit. Ain't never been shit. Fam, you say that on the news? Well, I mean, he ain't shit. He ain't shit, but damn, you said that live? And she called him Duda, not Otis Perry. I'm like, nigga, you calling your child? Okay. So she says a bunch of wild shit about that nigga. And Candy was like, yo, I told you your mother was a bitch. And that nigga was like, hey, fam, she's still my mom. Like, relax. She was like, I'm just saying. Camille and probably uh, paid her to say that. And that nigga was like, look, just leave it alone. She was like, no, nah, we got to fight this. You got to make a statement. That nigga said, yo, let's just leave it alone. Like, it's, it is what it is. We good. Candy don't listen. She called the mom over. Gave her 10 racks. Told her to stay out the media. 20. The mom was like, you got to come at me with may- way more than 10 racks if you think I'm going to just do what y'all want me to, to do. So then she say, look, I know this way more than that Camille gave you. Hit her with another 10 racks. 20 racks. And so now do that mama look like she into it. And she like, look, Camille didn't come to me. I went to her. Like, I know that nigga ain't shit, and I wanted to tell the world. Fuck him. So she going off, and dude, I standing right there. He heard all this from his mama. He told his mama, get the fuck out. Soon as she leave, that nigga tell Candy. He told his mama, get the fuck out of my establishment. Facts. He sunnied her, nigga. And then he told Candy after the mom left, like, just when we was getting in a good space. Fuck you. Get out of my you house. couldn't trust your ass. Motherfucker. You never could sing. All I need from you is understanding, bitch. That's what he wanted to say, but he ain't say it. He just told her, hey, fuck off. But he still ended up doing what Candy said and releasing a statement. But this time his statement was a little, he was like, yo, my mom got mental health issues, so don't believe shit she say. She crazy. But then that nigga was like. Is there a mental health flag? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, cancel them before you cancel (laughs) us, man. We just talk about what we giving, dog. Like, that's it. So then the nigga was like, yo, but while we on mental health, man, I do want to make that a part of my campaign. It's something that I feel like has been hidden in the Chicago uh, story for a long time, and I want to talk about it. These are the best two niggas they can get to run for mayor in Chicago. Yep, Chicago, if this was it, I see exactly how Lori Lightfoot ended up where she at. Because my nigga was, she looked, they said, a lot of Chicago niggas said, Camille is pretty much Lori, nigga, like that character. And I'm like, damn, dog. So the nigga dude I goes, yeah, man, uh, I want to have mental health and mental health awareness be a part of my campaign. And he was like, the only reason I told y'all my mama was crazy because I want to be honest. I'm an honest nigga. Can't say that about my uh, my running mate or my um opponent, Camille. And then the nigga apparently has a fucking recording of her on the phone. Talking about the church people and shit like that. Fam, um, Lena which- Wave can't even act on the voicemail. And which is going to play back into Papa's dad. Yep. And his comments from last week about his faith being shaked. And yeah. I, I see that shit coming a mile away. So she says, and it's exactly how she read it. 
I'm going to keep going to low income areas where they don't have anything but Jesus to believe in because they'll believe in me. LOL. Fam. It's so obvious. And she delivered that so poor. Like she don't even seem shady. Like what was funny when the mom was over there talking to Candy, she was like, Camille might seem cool, but she's a ruthless bitch. And I'm like, is she? And then it was, I don't know if you caught it uh, way back during the scene with the kidnapper when Ronnie came over. The TV, they were saying. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were saying like, yeah, and it's rumors she's been going around the local churches passing out money. Or no, dude, I was saying that like, I don't go to uh, pay anyone to make my speeches. Like, I just walk up on niggas and be like, 63rd, let me talk here. Throw my Trey Trey Deuce. Man, so all that. Dude, I went, he he dropped a little leak of the tape trying to sabotage Camille campaign. I don't know where that's going to go, but like as far as they campaign, but I'm like, I'm sure she's going to have some evidence against Dude, I doing some shit. Um, and that was it. Did anything else major happen, dog? Yeah. Uh, creepy man, uh, let Keisha call. Um, oh Kevin. shit. So yeah, when Kevin got back to the house and let's wrap up, he got back to the crib. He walking down the hall. Gemma sent that nigga like eight texts like, yo, Kevin, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to hurt you. I wasn't trying to offend you. Like, I just wanted you to open up more. Like, I'm sorry, nigga. Yeah, I just met you. Nigga. Relax. Like, I don't know you, fam. And like, you kept this shit such a secret. Like, I want you to like be able to tell me about this type of shit and know that it's okay to talk. So he ignored her text and then his phone ring. It's an unknown number. Yeah, my unknown number. My sister's missing. And an unknown number calls. Number number calls, and no one says I'm I'm not hanging up the fucking phone. He answers. Keisha just kind of quietly crying on the other end of the phone. I thought he was going to say, Keisha? Yeah. I mean, Ronnie saying Keisha. But Kevin wouldn't know nothing about her. So... Oh, because Keisha had asked the kidnapper. He was feeding her and shit. He like, they got to find a new line for that nigga to say when he's feeding her. You got to eat to keep your strength up. Strength for what? Nigga, to run from you and then you catch me and pull me back in the basement and chain me? Nigga, no. I don't want to be strong for that. So she like, if I'm a good girl, can I ask you a favor? And so the favor was to call and just hear Kevin's voice, man. So Kevin's, hello, hello, hello. She ain't saying shit. And then Kevin hung up. I was like, damn, Kev, like, what if he was gone at least let her talk for, like, a moment or say, like, happy birthday and Sound hang up. safe. Anything, nigga, but nope. Kevin hung up the phone and walked in the house. Birthday party there. Everybody there. Um, Tiffany, fucking Jake, Papa, uh, Emmett, Dre, the mama, everybody over there. Um, Jada not there, which is weird because I'm like, all right, Emmett took Tiffany to the birthday party, didn't take the child. Where's the child? But where your mama? Why was mama be there? His mama don't know them. His mama know Dre. Oh, yeah, I don't count. Why Tiffany there? Because Dre, because that's Kevin Tiffany there. tired of you. Yeah, but I mean, I can get Tiffany. I can get Tiffany you don't bringing, know that nigga. I can get you bringing your girlfriend because yo, this where y'all baby with mama. Uh, but I just felt like the whole shit was random, nigga. Um, but they there, they lit. The mama apparently made this nigga a giant pancake cake, like cake. It was just a big stack of pancakes. So I thought about that shit like, man, that's not a bad idea at all. Make a million pancakes and then light it on. morning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good breakfast. Especially if you don't like cake. Yeah. Giant stack of pancakes. You're not expected to eat it all. Yeah. It's cheap. It ain't, you know, cakes can get expensive as fuck. And so mom makes him a cake. 
put some candles in it. it what you get? You know how they they make everything look like what it is, but it's really a cake. Yeah, that's a different level of anxiety when you think you got a stack of uh, pancakes. You, you cut, cut that into bitch, it, and that bitch chocolate cake, fucking German chocolate layer joint. So she puts some candles in the pancakes, takes them over to the nigga Kevin, told him make a wish. He blows the goddamn candles out, blows or closes his eyes, makes his wish, and that was the episode, man. Um, think he should get found. I think she will be found because I think Ronnie's his whole. We seen the arc all season, but now they planned it out. Your grandma died. She remembers you as a hero, so now you have to find her. But I don't know if Ronnie stays alive when he goes to find her. Feel like he might sacrifice himself. Because mm. honestly, that's the only thing that Ronnie will have ever done since he killed Coogie that I would actually care about. Yeah, is if he put his life on the line for Keisha. Keisha, I broke in here. You run out and dog catches me, who's not a track star, and he kills me. And you go tell your story. But, um, yeah, I do think Keisha will be found. I hope it's next week. I think if her missing or her being missing goes past next week, it'll get boring or just like it'll destroy. Because right now it's still kind of a sexy storyline. Like last week we learned she was alive. Yeah. This week we're sort of tormented with her situation and with more hope that somebody was going to find her. Yeah, she got, you got to get free. Yeah. So now I'm like, all right, three episodes in a row. Like she either got to get free or she has to die. Because I'm also thinking, <laughs> what's dogs in game? Right. Like you want to be in like you what are you trying, are you going what you going you what, took her off the street said you didn't want her to be a slut like your what, old girl what have you been doing to her because I'm also been like have you raped her yeah. you bathed her so you've seen her naked you've been uh, clearly like perverted with this shit have you done more than that I don't know like it's kind of huh, huh. I don't know so hopefully we get a little bit more and also more than anything hopefully we learn who he is next week. Because right now, we don't know who the fuck this nigga is or what the motivation is for having kidnapped her, dog. And that's a little creepy. Um, But whatever. Do you think Ronnie's going to be the one to find her? Or are they just kind of giving us the play for the overlay? I don't know, man, how this going to work out. Yeah. Man. I mean, I would think that's going to be yeah. the case. But. If they find her next week, what's the rest of the season going to be about? Do they focus more on the election and just kind of shift to that? Got to. It got to be, dude. We got to learn more about the election, but also Trig getting close to getting Jake back. Because now Duda definitely knows he needs to use Jake for his campaign. Because you got to seem like this family, man. They kill Your own mama just killed you yeah. in the media. So you got, yeah. You got to do everything you told Candy you weren't going to do. Uh, Emmett and Tiffany, where's this going? Uh, Tiffany um, is going to leave Emmett and fuck with um, Tia Tamara's sister. I mean, uh, husband. I think Emmett's going to fuck around with Lala, minimum. And either Tiff going to catch him up or she going to hear about it. But something going to happen. Or he going to confess. It, something's going to happen with Lala. Because we know she's not gone. I think I counted. She got like two more episodes she's going to be on. So she'll definitely be back. And the way she's been flirting. Uh, I'm pretty sure next week is going to be Lena. Somehow, Lena's gonna be back in this in the in there. Hopefully, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna see Lena. I think they had her on three episodes, and we only have four left. Yeah, seven, eight, nine, and ten. So and she'll I hear be back. One of those episodes is a uh, sex scene with Candy. Is it with Candy? That's what I heard. Oh, That's shit. what I heard. Are we getting a Lena and Candy sex scene or lesbian scene? So it could be anything. They could be laying down. But I heard it's gonna be a sex scene. Of course it will. Be. So far, we've had a sex scene or sex related scene every episode this season. 
But Ann and Jay are the ones that's about to get canceled every week trying to talk about this shit. Come on, bro. It's getting wild, man. Y'all let us know what y'all thought about the episode. By the time y'all hear this, we will be uh, starting a thread on Facebook. So make sure you uh, log into Facebook, join that thread. Follow This Week in Culture on Facebook, and then you can find my personal page. Follow us at This Week in Culture on all socials. Send your Blackberry letters to thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Let us know what y'all thought about this episode of the pod and this episode about the shy. And we'll be back when we back, man. This Week in Culture, episode 109. I'm Ant. That's Jay. We out.